The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Football. This game is being brought to you by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron Sharpens Iron. Call now at 513-383-9773. Sunday's Pub at 8582 Winton Road. Ascent Safety Solutions. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. The Mount St. Joseph University. JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. FNN Good Chicken Tenders. Call now to order at 513-451-3000. Jake Sweeney Auto at jakesweeney.com. And La Rosa's Pizza on Rapid Run Road. Call 513-347-1111 to order now. Mount St. Joseph University football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the field for this Lions game. From Schuler Field at the campus of Mount St. Joseph University on Delhi Avenue, good afternoon everyone and welcome to a special UltimateSportsTalk.com presentation of Mount St. Joseph Lions football here this afternoon as the Lions are back at home after losing to Moorhead State University down in Moorhead, Kentucky last Saturday at evening. And they will be taking on the Rose Holman Fighting Engineers. It is game one of the Heartland Conference schedule. They've got eight more games to go of this throughout this 2018 college football season. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com. It is a gorgeous day here in Cincinnati to play some college football. It is about 85 degrees. There is some cloud cover here today, but not a chance of rain this afternoon, unlike what we had Two weeks ago when we started out the season on a Saturday night against Capital. And tonight the Lions, or I should say this afternoon, first afternoon game. So we've all got to get used to that. This is the first afternoon game after opening up at night the first two weeks of the season. The Lions come in with a record of 1-1 one and one after beating Capital and then losing to Moorhead State last week. Rose Holman, on the other hand, first time since 2013 that they have started out a season 0-2, but their opponents have not been easy ones. They started out week number one playing Mount Union. Now, if you think that's an easy task, Mount Union is the number one ranked team in the preseason and continuously at the top of the D3 rankings nationally around the country. Now, you look at that score and you say 51 to nothing. Boy, Rose really got their noses handed to them, but nope, that wasn't the case according to Tyler Hopperton, and we'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on, and quite honestly, nobody wants to play Mount Union in game number one when it's a non-conference schedule. You know, the last thing you want to do is play Mount Union. Same thing, you don't want to play a Division One AA school like the Mount had to do last week against the Eagles down in Moorhead, Kentucky, but for game number two and a two-game non-conference schedule, they did it. And they come home with a record of 1-1. One and one. The Engineers are 0-2 on the season. The Lions were electrifying, to say the least, in the opening night 59-21 here, win here over Capital two weeks ago. 
Then last week, they came crushing down to earth with a thud against the Eagles. Their inability to stop the running game led to the loss. The Lions gave up 422 yards rushing to the Eagles of Moorhead State. But tonight, this afternoon I should say, the Lions are in the hunt to win the Heartland, and they would really love to get off to a 1-0 and start here this afternoon and deal Rose Holman their third consecutive loss to start the season. The Engineers... Well, they, as we said, they lost to Mount Union 51 to nothing, and then they fell to Rhodes last week 43 to 19, and they've been susceptible to the running game. They've been giving up an average of 265 yards per game and over 454 yards of total offense so far this season. Offensively, though, they have been, not been much better. They've rushed for only 94 and a half yards per ball game. But the engineers are under a new offensive coordinator, Dan Watson, who enters his first year as OC here at Rose Holman. He used to be the offensive line coach at Franklin College. He was their team's run game coordinator and strength and conditioning coordinator. And he was responsible, as I said, for the offensive line preparation. He's in his first year. Tyler Hopperton will talk about that coming up later on in our pregame show about how he's probably just trying to find his footage here at Rose Hallman and get himself acclimated as not only to the players that they have, but what kind of offense that they want to run under a sophomore quarterback, who is Andrew Dion. He leads the offense with 178 yards passing and two touchdowns. Sawyer Young had a pair of receiving touchdowns last weekend against Rose. Garrett White is their running back. He leads the team in rushing with 110 yards throughout the first two games. And he's tied for the team lead in pass receptions with Adam Sturgeon with five. Jake Zimmerman added his first career touchdown reception last weekend. But defensively is really where the engineers have hung their hat over the past few seasons. Mike Riley, he's a preseason All-American, leads the team in tackles for loss with four and a half and has 14 total tackles. Carter Hounshell and John Kirby lead the team with 15 tackles each. Matt Michelak has provided defensive depth along the line. He's got two and a half sacks and one fumble recovery. Riley, as we already talked about, was named a first-team preseason All-American by four national organizations, including Street and Smith's magazine. So when you get named by them, you know you are in some special, special categories there. We're about 20 minutes away from the kickoff of this afternoon's contest. Your head coaches for today's game for Mount St. Joseph, of course, Tyler Hopperton in his second year as head coach, a seven wins, five loss career record. And for Rose Holman, they've got Jeff Sokol in his eighth year, 48 wins against 25 career defeats. And you would think coming into this ball game, when you look at the stats, just stats alone, that's why they play the game on the field. When you look at the stats, you would say that the team that probably rushes for the most yards this afternoon, you would assume that that team will win the game today. We'll be back to talk more about this afternoon's ball game, have an interview with head coach Tyler Hopperton, and also talk with offensive coordinator Caleb Carrill. We'll do all that when we return to Schuler Field right after this timeout. It's back to Braun Bezovich Stadium next Friday night for the Roger Bacon Spartans. After three straight road games, the Spartans come home to face off with Hamilton Baden. Both teams need a conference win, and they'll battle for one under the lights. This is Dave Mitchell. Join Rob Rickenbaugh and I next Friday night as the Spartans continue towards their goal of a postseason berth. We begin with Spartans Rewind at 6, the pregame show at 6.30, and the kickoff is at 7. 
Roger Bacon comes home for an encounter with Baden next Friday night from Braun Bazevich Stadium, and you can hear it all beginning at 6 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Baden Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's. Experts you trust. Caring for the children you love. We're about 19 minutes away from the kickoff of this afternoon's ball game between Rose Holman at 0-2 and Mount St. Joseph at 1-1. Joining us now, Sports Information Director Blake Watson for this afternoon's contest. Blake, last year, want to talk a little bit about that ball game. It was not a very good one for the Lions. They fell 35-10, to committed six turnovers, but you expect a lot different outcome in this afternoon's game. Yeah, Dave, uh, we... Uh... We went out there to Rose last year, and I think we thought we were a little better than we were, for one. For two, um, our starting quarterback had a little bit of an issue earlier in the week with a practice, and Chayton didn't start the game. Um, so that, that had a lot of an impact on, on our ability to win the football game early. Uh, and then Chayton went out and played the worst game of his career here. Uh, he threw, I think, 11 interceptions last year, and five of them were in the Rose game. So, and he only threw one touchdown. So you take his his Rose game away last year, he ended up with 39 touchdowns and only six picks a year ago. So he he had a rough one. Um, I think they expect this year to to play a lot better. The Lions lead the all-time series 10 to six, and their last win came here at Schuler Field two years ago. That was by a final score of 45 to 27. Blake, you and I saw the Moorhead State game last week. We were both a little bit upset at the way that the outcome had handed, but when you look at the game and look back on the films as both Caleb Carrill and Tyler Hopperton did this week, they were very, very pleased with the effort that the team gave last week. Yeah, I think effort's not going to be questioned for a team under uh, Pop. These kids really play hard for him and Caleb and Rick Thompson. Um, and they executed relatively well, too. They were just out physical. They were out athletic. Um you know, they're playing a D1 team. The kids are just a little better. And, and like I said during our broadcast last week, in a game like that where you're not as good physically as the other team, you need the little things to break your way. Um, you need to not have your all-conference punter shank 120 yards and your NCAA leading punt returner a year ago let a ball fly over his head that goes for 71 yards, fumble inside the red zone. Little things that aren't super important. Uh, in a game where you can, you're even, are huge in a game where you're not as good talent-wise. I said going into the break before you got here that both of these teams are looking for a consistent rushing attack, and you would think coming into this game, I want to get your thoughts, the team that rushes for the most yards here this afternoon will probably win. I don't know that I agree with that, because I think Rose is a little more, going to be a little more committed to the run. Um, than we necessarily are because, you know, our advantage over most people is outside and with Chayton. Um, Colby Newman's really good, but I think I think we're going to open it up, open up the air attack a little bit more than, than we have so far. Well, we talked with offensive coordinator Caleb Carrillo about all that, and he spoke about what he learned about his team and himself coming out of last week's ball game. Caleb, I want to talk to you a little bit about last week. Talk about what you learned about your offense coming out of last week's ball game. 
I think, you know, the big thing that we really saw is we always talk about third down conversions and efficiency and thing like that. But, you know, talking with the staff, um, you know, the big thing for us is first downs. Winning on first down, getting our four yards, getting us ahead of the chains, um, because that really allows us to utilize our whole play script, um, put us in, you know, situations where we can um, get in different formations and do the things we want. But when you get, you know, behind the chains, it kind of limits that. But other than that, you know, I you know, saw a great fight from our guys that competed like crazy. Um, you know, they're not intimidated by opponents, even if, you know, we are um, technically outgunned or outmatched. Um, so I think that it was a great test for us because it shows that, you know, we can't just rely on athleticism, which we have a lot of, um, that we have to really focus on the details of um, our system and our scheme and the concepts one play at a time. Um, that way that, you know, when we get into situations where we can take shots, it's it's in a positive situation for us and not just a hope and a prayer. A.J. Glines was open a lot in the first half of that ball game. What was going on that they schemed defensively that got him so open? Um, you know, A.J., you know, does a really good job of, of attacking scenes, attacking the middle of the field. And, and that's a lot of our, you know, offense to really do that. But he understands um, the nuances of how to get open and what certain concepts are setting up. Um, he does a great job throughout the week of really focusing on um, how different defenders play. Um, so that when he is attacking that, you know, you know, he knows that when he gets that opportunity that he can take advantage of that. Um, you know, but I think, you know, obviously having good outside receivers is his best friend because he can really roam the middle. Um, and so when you have Panky and Grayson out there that he has a lot of space to work and, um, he's just so smart about understanding where his spots are going to be that when he's given the opportunity, he's ready for it every time. How do you scheme for the tackles that Rose Holman has? Um, you know, I think that their biggest game is they're going to do, you know, a lot of movement, a lot of things to, to try to trip our guys up. You know, the nice thing this year is, is we're much bigger up front. Um, you know, we have guys who are very confident. Um, and, and, and their pass sets, and then we can run the ball. Um, we can lean on you and be physical in the run game. So I think that early we need to get after them to, to kind of slow down the rush. But if we can um, you know, run the ball and get the ball out of our hands quickly um, and, and, and prove that they need to come after us and still be able to throw the football, I think that that you know, kind of stifles what they want to do. Um, but it, it helps having guys up front with size, with skill, um, smart guys that you know you can watch the offensive line. They're always communicating up front, and I think that that's um, that's the biggest reason um, that they have success. Is you know athleticism and talent aside, is they're communicating. They're very aware of what's going on. So um, I think that's going to be the biggest thing for us this week. Caleb Carrillo before this afternoon's ball game against Rose Holman here today. In top 25 college football around the nation, of course, tonight at Texas Stadium, Ohio State will be playing TCU. That game will get underway at 8 o'clock, and that will be on ABC this evening. Alabama A&M will play at Cincinnati. That game will be here in town, and that's at 7. And right now, Kentucky is leading Murray State in SEC non-conference action, 12 to nothing. Elsewhere around the top 25 this afternoon, UC Davis will play at Stanford. Vanderbilt is at Notre Dame. LSU goes to Auburn. Boise State is at Oklahoma State. BYU travels to Wisconsin. SMU goes to Michigan. And San Jose State will be at Oregon. Tonight's games in the top 25, number one, Alabama is at Ole Miss. Louisiana will be at Mississippi State. Texas entertains USC. And Washington will be at Utah.
Last week in the Heartland Conference, it rounded out the non-conference game. So let's take a look at the scoreboard, and it was not very good for the conference. Everybody lost. Trine fell, beat Bluffton 34-14. to Hope shut out Defiance 41 to nothing. It was Thomas Moore over Hanover 27 to 18. Albion beat up on Franklin 56-35. Alma over Manchester. That was the closest game of the day, 39-33. Hiram destroyed Earlham 47 to 13. Indiana Wesleyan over Anderson big time, 61 to 6. And it was Rhodes beating Rose Holman 43-19. Of course, the Lions they fell to Moorhead State 48. To 19. In the conference today, Franklin will be at Anderson. That game kicks off same time as this one in about 10 minutes. Bluffton will be at Earlham. That game kicks off at 2.30. And tonight at 6, Defiance will be at Manchester. We'll take a look at Rose Holman and hear from head coach Tyler Hopperton. We'll do all that when we come back right after this timeout. Stay up to date with all your sports information on UltimateSportsTalk.com, Mount St. Joseph University, and Roger Bacon High School Sports. Talk about the Cincinnati Reds and Cleveland Indians on the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night at 9 during the baseball season. Minute-by-minute scores, opinion articles, stories from the pros, college, and high school levels, including the WWE, MMA, and UFC. Increase your workout level and tickets to any sporting event all in one spot. Check out UltimateSportsTalk.com every day for your sports fix. Label me. You know you want to. Don't be shy. You do it behind my back. Say it to my face. You don't know me. You know what I am? I'm a pitcher. I'm a striker. I'm a point guard. I'm a linebacker. I'm a setter. Shortstop. High jumper. Wrestler. Defender. Goalie. Student. Student athletes. That's who we are. Dave Mitchell, Blake Watson back here at Schuler Field just minutes before this afternoon's ball game. Blake, as you look at Mount St. Joseph, we want to, dis- want to just forget about the Moorhead State game, but I think that's something that the team is going to have to do also. And I think the first couple of possessions of this afternoon's game will tell us whether or not they've been able to shake that off. I think if you ask Hop, it probably was a good thing. Um, it kind of helped him get guys focused again. Mm-hmm. Um, you go through camp and it's a long drawn out process and then you go into your first game and you win pretty easy it's easy for guys to kind of think it's going to be easy the rest of the way uh, and it is not so this is the first true test of the Heartland season and you know opening with them is even harder nobody's got any HCAC games under their belt so you really don't know what you're going to get Rose played a really tough non-conference schedule so, I mean, they've lost two games pretty big, but they've played really good teams. Are they the team that got beat, or are they the team we saw last year? Um, I know they lost a lot. So, we'll see. They brought bring back the same quarterback, All-American defensive end. They got some dudes, and you know it's Rose Holman Institute <laughs> Technology. They're going to be smart. They're going to be well coached. They're going to be in the right place. So we just got to see who makes plays today. Last year they were five and zero on the road. This year they're zero and one. Forget about the Mount Union game. We've already talked about that. But Rhodes was a little bit surprising at the way they came out and played that game. Uh, yeah, especially because it was at home. It was their home opener at night under the lights. Uh, they're in Terre Haute, and I don't know. I didn't see much of the game, but it looks like they just kind of laid an egg. Um, Rhodes is a solid program. They'd be at or near the top of our league, probably. Uh, 
but I don't think anyone, including Rose Holman, expected to get beat like that. Well, they come in averaging 9.5 points per ball game. Last year, they averaged almost 40, 39.7. This year, they're giving up 48.5 points per game, and last year, they gave up only 22. Meanwhile, the Lions come in at 1-1. One and one. Last year, here at home, they were 3-2. and two. So what team are we going to see today? Well, the Lions are going to come out and try to move the football as effectively as they can, use this game as a stepping stone for the rest of the season. And we talked with Tyler Hopperton about that before this week's game. You get ready for your first Heartland Conference game against Rose Holman. Last weekend, not a very good outing against Moorhead State. What positives came out of that game for you? Since we play Rose Holman today, you know, they, they opened up their season with Mount Union, the number one team in the country and, um, rating, you know, NCAA D3 champion. And I, I think, uh, Coach Sokol was kind of looking for the same thing that I was in the sense of a test, you know, in Division Three, you know, if you win your conference, you make the playoffs. That's everyone's goal. That's what you're trying to do. So in your two non-conference games, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's nice to get wins, but I don't want to try to manufacture wins. I want to try to manufacture a good football team. And, and you become a good football team by playing other good football teams and coaching against good football coaches and, you know, all these different things that it wasn't just a test for um, the players, but the coaches as well in terms of the week of preparation and, you know, going against a one double A staff and all these different things. So, um, you know, even though we lost, I think we got a lot of positives just in pre- in preparing for a better team. Then, you know, I think just looking at it in a positive light, I think um, our team showed, you know, some guts and a lot of fight that, you know, last year and some of, you know, when our back hit the wall, sometimes we've crumbled. So I think it was nice to see that, um, you know, when we're hit, that we'll hit back a little bit. You know, there was a point in the third quarter where you've got the football. Yeah, you're down by over three scores, but you put the ball in the end zone at that point, you're right back in the football game. Yeah, it was pretty close. I mean, they, you know, they started leaking in a couple of their number twos and, you know, they brought their ones back out. I mean, they were feeling a little pressure and we, we got it to that point. You're right. I mean, we're, you know, a drive away from really making that thing a ball game in the second half. How about injury wise? How'd you come out of the game with that? Um, healthy. Yeah. Uh, had a couple guys banged up, but nothing, you know, injuries that they get in practice, you know, so <laughs> nothing, nothing too crazy. All right. Let's move forward to Rose Holman. You've got them this afternoon. A little strange to open up the season with two contending ball clubs playing the very first game of the season in the conference, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's fun. You know, I think, um, you know, last year I think that got us in trouble a little bit that we, you know, after a, a tough DePaul game, we started with, you know, one of our middle of the road teams. And so I think it's good for, for our young team to come out and, I mean, essentially it could be, you know, it's a conference championship type game in week three and then the conference opener. So I know our guys are excited and, that's, you know, allowed us to kind of put our foot on the gas pedal a little bit more this week at practice. Okay, they play Mount Union. You already mentioned that in the first game of the year. Let's throw that one out. So you watched the film last week against Rhodes. They still had problems moving the football. What has been their thing this year? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is interesting. You know, um, obviously they have a new offensive coordinator this year. Um, you know, Brian White, who did some time at, at Cincinnati when when he was younger, you know, uh, got a job at Hampton this year, and you know they got a guy, the offensive line coach from Franklin this year, and so I think they're still trying to find a little bit of an offensive identity. Um, there's a lot of similar things in the past. I know Coach Sokol has a big, you know, uh, a big handprint on the offense over there, but I think they're still trying to get into that rhythm. Um, you, you know, you've been able to see some things, you know, them some consistency between the two games, but you know, playing two tough games and one tough muddy game, you know, it's kind of hard as a 
you know, first time offensive coordinator to get that going and, you know, with some of the players. But they return, you know, quite a bit of guys from their offense last year. I think they'll get it figured out kind of in due time. They kind of remind me of where we were last year of you do some things well, but it's kind of hard to string things together. So I think each week they'll become a better offense. How do you look at these guys? Are they a running team? Are they a passing team? What What is their offensive philosophy yet? Um, they'll, they'll pass. I mean, they, if, if I had to blanket it, you know, one or the other, but, you know, um, the offensive coordinator is an O-line guy, so, you know, he'll run a little bit, but they're pretty balanced. You know, they're probably, uh, Rose Holman traditionally is the team in our conference that probably most resembles an NFL offense, that there's a little bit more pro type, um, styles to it where you'll see a little bit more of a fullback, more tight ends, more of the traditional run game like you do on Sundays as opposed to the rest of our conference where you see a lot of the run and shoot college stuff. Um, so there is a good balance of run, but, you know, usually they're, they're riding on the shoulders of their quarterback. Defensively, of course, they've got the preseason All-American and Mike Riley. What about him? Yeah, I mean, he's a tough kid, and obviously, you know, he had a tough going where he probably, looking at film, Rhodes tackles or, you know, we were licking our lips at those guys like, man, we'd love to have some of those guys, you know, and uh, even even our offensive line commented on those two because they were, I mean, they were fun to watch in a muddy game and watching these two big tackles get after it and, um, and then obviously playing the tackles against Mount Union. So, you know, he's had his hands full. So, again, I know that, that they're chomping at the bit to get out here at, at you know, the HCAC schedule and, you know, after their two tough non-conference games, and especially somebody like Riley, who's a preseason first-team All-American, I mean, he's ready to prove that. So, Are you, You've got the first game of the conference season. Now, obviously, the, the conference isn't, hopefully isn't going to be decided with the first game of the season, but you've got to look at this as probably just as important as Week 8. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you have to look at the conference, and you hear this all the time from coaches, but it is truly one game at a time. Mm-hmm. And in our conference, we've seen, you know, you you can get snake bit easy. You know, we lost to a 2-8 and eight Bluffton team last year that gave us a, a as tough of a game as we had last year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a big game, 1-0. And, oh, and we could, you know, set the tone for the conference this week. But um, but you have to be, you know, you got to think week to week in, in conference play. That's head coach Tyler Hopperton before this afternoon's ball game between Mount St. Joseph and the Rose-Holman Fighting Engineers. They come in at 0-2 on the season. Meanwhile, Mount St. Joseph is 1-1, and the Lions have just taken the field. It is a great crowd here this afternoon, and they are going to be treated to an afternoon of about 85 degrees and sunshine here at Schuler Field. I'm Dave Mitchell with Blake Watson. We will be back to have the starting lineups and the kickoff of this afternoon's game between the Engineers and the Lions right after this timeout. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said you are the picture of health? You look healthy, you feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. Screening can find precancerous polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus, screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. 
a message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winston Road in Finneytown. And the Mount St. Joseph Band with the National Anthem here this afternoon. This is just the third game for Rose Holman as it is for Mount St. Joseph. But boy, have they got a tough schedule. We've already talked about the first two games. Now today they've got Mount St. Joseph. Then next week they go to Manchester. Manchester is supposed to be in in uh, contention for a Heartland Conference Championship. And then in two weeks they are going to be at Franklin. So you talk about a tough opening for Rose Holman and Jeff Sokol. This is a killer schedule for them. I mean, they literally could be 0-5 heading into week 6 of this college football season. Mount St. Joseph hitting the field now. Coming out here and to a standing O from the crowd here this afternoon. The captain's meeting in midfield and we'll find out who's going to get the opening kickoff for this afternoon's game. The Lions will be on the road next week as they travel to Earlham. That game is going to get underway at 2.30, by the way. This is a 1.30 kickoff. That game will get underway at Earlham next week, and that will be at 2.30, which means we'll be on the air with the pregame show starting at 1.30 in the afternoon. Rose Holman has won the coin toss. They have deferred, so the Lions will go ahead and take the football. So we'll give you the starting lineup for the Lions offense. They will go with, of course, Chayton Tomlin, the junior quarterback out of Mount Orob, Ohio. He's a 5'10", 180-pound junior. At the running back position is Colby Newman, a 5'10", freshman out of Nixon, Texas, number 30. The wide receivers are Chase Pankey, number three, a six-one junior. AJ Glines, number four, he leads the team in receptions. He's a six-foot senior out of Harrison. Then comes Cooper Earls, number eleven. He's a six-foot sophomore out of Blue Ridge, Georgia. And Grayson Roberts out of Cincinnati, a six-foot, two hundred and fifteen-pound senior. He's number eight. Across the front line, the left tackle is Jake Kaiser, a sophomore out of Columbus, six-three, three hundred pounds. The other tackle on the right side will be. Kavanaugh McCarthy. McCarthy out of Westchester, a 6'4", 290-pound sophomore. The guards are Brad Murphy, a senior out of Cincinnati, 270-pound, 6'2", senior. And at the other guard will be Alfred Allen, a senior, 6'2", 265-pound freshman out of Fort Mitchell, Kentucky. The center is Cole Tepe. Cole, a senior, 6'1", 300 pounds, out of Cincinnati, Ohio. He is number 60. Nick Murphy will be back and set to play today after taking that vicious hit a week ago, getting set to kick it off for Rose Holman. They will be going from right to left across your computer screen. It's going to be Adam Clark, a sophomore, 5'7", 185-pounder. Check it now. It's Brett Tuttle, freshman out of Jerseyville, Illinois. 
Back set to return is Speakman, and now the ball fell off the tee. So they'll have to re-tee it up. So back set to return for the Lions is Jonathan Finn. And I'll check out Colin Colin Mangan and Speakman. Speakman on the right side. And Tuttle will tee it up and get ready to kick it off and get this game underway this afternoon from Schuler Field. He approaches it, gets a high end-over-end kick. It's going to be taken in by Speakman at the 10. He cuts it right up the middle behind a wedge to the 15 to the 20. Cuts to the left side. He's got some green to the 25 to the 30. And he's going to be horse-collared and brought down at the 30. No flags, but that's where the Lions will start first and 10 from their own 30-yard line to start out this contest. Good return by Speakman of about 20 yards on the play. So it will be first down, 10 yards to go for the Lions. With 14.51 left to go, we've just begun. Tomlin, Lions going from left to right. He has got Newman to the right of him. Receivers out wide on both sides, ball in the far hash mark. Good snap. Pump fake from Tomlin. He's going to throw the fade up the right side. He's got Roberts completed the 40 to the 30, 25, and he's drugged down out of bounds at the 21-yard line in Rose-Holman territory. Dave, I'm going to tell you, I knew that one was coming, buddy. Talked to Caleb right before the game. He said first pass. We're going up top. And they did it, and Roberts came down with it. Big reception on the play of about 37 yards. And it's a first down for the Lions. First and ten from the Engineers. 23-yard line is where they'll finally mark it down. Newman, fake handoff. Tomlin's going to throw the same thing to Roberts in the end zone. Touchdown! Two plays, bang, bang, score. And it's 6-0, Lions on top of it. Uh, 41 seconds. I I thought I told you we were probably going to open it up in the air, didn't I, Dave? This is... I think you're going to see a lot of that in this game. Um, well, the Lions know that the corners for Rose are going to have trouble covering them today. So I think you're going to see a lot of that stuff today. 14-19, left to go in the first quarter, and Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. Just two fade patterns to Roberts from the 30-yard line, so a 70-yard drive in about 40 seconds. Porter approaches the ball, kicks it, and it is good. Yeah, Jerry we- looks like he's getting healthy finally. Finally. 14-19 to go in the first quarter, and it's all of a sudden a Lions lead. They're on top of it, 7 to nothing. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, you couldn't ask for an any better of a start for the Lions as they take it 70 yards in about 40 seconds. On two plays, they score the first touchdown of the game, and they lead it 7 to nothing here at Schuler Field. Porter now will kick the football off. Rose Holman has got back 
set to return. Riley Roberts and Caleb Brown. And Porter will approach it. High kick into the end zone. And it's going to be taken in by Roberts. He's going to bring it out of the end zone to the 10. To the 15 up the right side to the 20, 25. And he's brought down outside the 30 at about the 31-yard line. So Rose Holman will get some good field position. Same as what Mount St. Joseph did on their first possession of the ball game. And the Engineers will start with it first and 10 from their own 31-yard line. They have got the sophomore, Andrew Dion, 178 yards passing, two touchdowns so far this season. He's number two, a 6'2 sophomore out of San Diego, California. Dion puts Young in motion from the near side, heads to the far side. Dion right up the middle to White. White's going to struggle forward to get maybe a yard on the play out to the 32-yard line where he is stopped dead by Corey Harden. And Logan Bright. Fast-paced offense for Rose Holman. Second down nine. They're going to go no huddle. Out of the shotgun. Handoff goes to White. White off the left side. Going to be slipped and brought down immediately by Troy Speakman on the right side for a loss of a yard. And it'll bring up third down ten yards to go with 13.40 left in this first quarter. So what White got, Speakman took away. Clock continues to run. 13.30 left to go in this first quarter. 7 to nothing. Lions on top of it. Rose Holman sends Sawyer Young out wide left. Zimmerman slot left. Dropping back is Dion. Dion, good pocket. Throws over the middle. Complete to his receiver and dropped down immediately. T.J. Ballard got the catch, but he only got out to the 35-yard line, and he was brought down immediately by Noah Abel, one of the safeties, and now the officials are going to take a timeout. They're going to bring the trainers out to take a look at Abel as he looked like he was wondering what time zone he was in when he stood up. So a timeout has been taken on the field to get Abel off, and it's going to be punting time for Rose Holman as they only picked up three on that reception. Anna brings up fourth down, call it a long six yards to go. Coming in to punt the football away is Jake Zimmerman from California, 190 pounds, 6'2 sophomore. He'll put it away from his own 35 with 12.55 remaining. And the back judge wants to restart the clock, so he will. Forgot to give you the officials' names here. We'll do that here in just a second. As the punt is going to be a short one, Speakman's going to let it hit outside the 40. Now it'll bounce inside the 40, inside the 35, and dropped and downed at the 32-yard line. 33-yard punt on the play for Zimmerman. Your officials for this afternoon's game, the referee is Les Anderson, the umpire Scott Fisher, the line judges are Andy Hayden and John Disney, the side judge is Ron Swindle, the field judge David Elmore, and the back judge this afternoon is Matt Craig. Dave Mitchell, Blake Watson with you here this afternoon on Ultimate Sports Talk as Tomlin comes out to lead the team to the line of scrimmage with 12.36 to go. Puts Grayson Roberts in motion to the far side. Hand off to Newman right up the middle. Newman's going to be hit and dropped right at the 30-yard line for a loss of two. So Newman loses two on the carry. That was a really good play by the linebackers. The, the offensive line opened a little hole, but the linebackers scraped over the top and made a really good play. 
Well, they run a 52 defense, and Riley is one of the big players. He's number 30, and right now he's lined up at left tackle. I'll tell you what, Dave, he is not a big man. No, not really. Tomlin's going to throw it out in the flat, and it is incomplete to Panky at the 26-yard line. He caught it, was hit in the legs, and dropped the football. Uh, yeah, Cooper Earls missed a the block there. Um, he was setting up a wide receiver screen out on the left side, and the corner beat Earls right away. And blew that play up. He was there as soon as Panky touched the ball. So it's third down, 12 yards to go. Lions need to get out to the 42. They are at the 30-yard line, their own 30-yard line. Newman to the right of Tomlin. Single single coverage on Chase on the other side with no safety help. Tomlin looking things over, checking out the defense. Play clock down to eight as Tomlin checks that out. Now he'll take the snap, drop straight back. Looks up the middle. Now rolls on his left. He's going to throw it up the left-hand side. He's got a receiver. It's complete. That's Glines at the 30-yard line. That's a great catch by A.J. Unbelievable throw by Chayton. Fading away, rolling to the left. Uh, A.J. got away with a little bit of a push off there, but we will take it for sure. So it's a first down for the Lions. They've got it at the 32-yard line. In Engineers territory. They lead it seven to nothing. Tomlin gonna fake handoff now off play action to Newman. He's gonna roll out to his right, tuck it under, and he's gonna be hit and dropped at the 32. He took a knee and then was immediately hit. I'm surprised there wasn't a flag thrown by the outside linebacker Colson Carmel. Yeah, that was a little bit uh a little bit of a close call there. It could have been easily been flagged. Looked like Chayton was going to slide, but his leg stuck, and he just ended up down on one knee and took the brunt of it right in the chest. Yeah, I don't think he had, he wanted to slide, but I don't think he had time. Um, I think that's going to be a problem possibly today is this pass rush. Rose gets after pretty good. Second down, 10 yards to go for the Lions. 10.58 and running left in this first quarter. Snap to Tomlin, drops straight back, looks out to the left. He's got a receiver, and it goes through the hands of Panky and incomplete. Tomlin was a little off target on that play. Yeah, a little high into the outside there. Um, I bet if you ask Chase, he'll tell you he should have caught it, but it wasn't a great throw. So it brings up third and ten. Glad to see Nick Murphy on the field after that nasty hit he took last week, the late hit against Moorhead State. He comes in for minor. Now they've got trips in the diamond formation out to the near side. Roberts is out wide to the left-hand side. Newman to the left of Tomlin. Drops back, looks to his left, now steps up in the pocket, rolls out to the right. He's going to tuck it under across the 30, 25, 20, and he's going to dive forward and get to the 23-yard line, a nine-yard game for Chayton, and another first down for the Lions. That's a really good play by Chayton. I remember we were talking about this last week. Uh, Chayton should probably do a little more of that. I know every time he tucks it, though, Coach Coral and Coach Hopperton get a little bit scared because he's not a real big kid. That's a really good run on third down there, though. Lions two for two and third down efficiency so far in this early in this ball game. Tomlin on first and ten from the twenty-two throws it over the middle, complete to Glines at the ten and dives forward to the eight. That's another nine-yard gain for the Lions and they're close to a first down. It'll bring up second and one. Rose plays a lot of straight man-to-man defense, single high safety, um, and it's it's going to be tough to guard our receivers the whole game like that without help. Um, so we'll see. I, I look for him to run it a few times here. Give, give Newman a chance. Under 10 minutes and running, it's 7 nothing. Lions on top of it here in the first quarter. Roberts is out, out right to the right. Paul Miner lines up tight end right now. 
Receivers out wide to the left and Newman to the left of Tomlin out of the pistol. Tomlin drops straight back, looks into the end zone. He's going to throw it into the end zone. He's got Glines, touchdown! And uh, should have been a roughing the passer on Chayton as well. That was White Hat missed that one. Throw it into the left corner of the end zone. Glines was right there for the score. And it is now 13-0. The Lions are back after last week's hiccup against Moorhead State. Not even six minutes in here, Dave. This offense looks like it's clicking early. Uh, Chayton running the football on third down was huge. Then we know what this team can do passing the ball. So they can establish a little bit of run. It's going to be a tough day for Rose Holman. Regular punt holder is back in. That's Nick Murphy. Porter is going to attempt the extra point. It is up, and it is good. Told you, Jerry. Looks like he's getting healthy. 9.35 to go in the first quarter. It's now 14-0 Mount St. Joseph. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based health care practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. You couldn't ask for two better opening drives of this game, Blake. No, absolutely not. Um, And I think the Lions really believed that's what they were going to be able to do offensively. Uh, I don't think they thought there was going to be a chance Rose was going to be able to stop them. So we almost got hit with a ball up here by the cheerleaders. Jeez, old Pete. Well, they've got some arms. The softball coach better be looking at them. I don't know if that was a little slingshot thing or what, but that was a rocket. If that hit somebody, that's going to hurt. <laughs> Put an eye out. 9.35 to go in this first quarter, and Porter will tee it up and kick it off. Back set to return, Riley Roberts and Caleb Brown, a pair of freshmen. Brown out of Toledo, Ohio. Porter approaches it, kicks it off, and it will be taken in by Brown, and he's going to down it in the end zone for a touchback. Here comes the defense again. Really good stand on the first drive. Started with stopping the run. I think that's going to be the biggest key for the Lions defense this whole game. Um, if they can stop the run and force Rose Holman into passing situations, they're, they're going to put themselves in really good shape to win this football game. 14-0, Lions on top of its second possession of the game for the Engineers. They bring out the sophomore quarterback, Dion, who was one for one for four yards in the first possession. He's got White to the left of him. Fake handoff. Dion's going to throw it out into the flat, and it is complete to Bryce Dobbs, the tight end. And Dobbs is going to be hit at the 25. Struggle forward to the 26 for about a yard gain, and it brings up second and nine. I noticed something in these first two drives. It's only four plays, but something that... You know, we didn't see from the Lions last week, and they are tackling right now. Troy Speakman had to make a tackle in space against a guy much bigger than him, and he stuck his neck in there and made the tackle. It's a really good play by Troy. Nine minutes and running. Out wide to the right-hand side is Zimmerman. Zimmerman out there with Sturgeon. Now moving in motion to the near side is Young, and White is going to take it off left tackle, takes it across the 30, out to the 31, really the first opening that the offensive line has provided for a run here this afternoon. That's a gain of four and it brings up third down and about four yards to go. That was a good play design too. A little bit of read option there. Um, quarterback Andrew Dion pulled it at the right time and, and made the right read. So 
White in the backfield. Young goes out wide to the right-hand side. Wide to the left is Sturgeon in the handoff. Goes to White. And here, check out the pass. Goes over the middle. Two. Well, we don't even have him on our roster, Blake. And that is Noah Thomas. <laughs> Noah Thomas isn't even anywhere on the depth chart. So Noah Thomas, number eight, gets the catch, and that brings up a first down for Rose Holman out to the 38-yard line. Dion, handoff to White around the left-hand side, gets up to the 40, cuts it to the left sideline, takes it across the 45, and they're going to call a late hit out of bounds against the Lions. Uh, Tavon might get ejected. It's not a good call, I don't think. I mean, you can't see his feet here, but... And let's see, the run took it out to about midfield, and it will be unsportsmanlike and unnecessary roughness. Called against Tavon Robertson, and that will be a 15-yard penalty. And it takes it down inside Mount St. Joseph territory to the 35-yard line after the penalty. That's the stuff you can't do on defense. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen all the time, or it's going to happen sometimes, but... It's, it's just not good when you're struggling to stop people. Dion, handoff to White on the end around, gets it off to Noah Thomas. And Thomas is going to be hit at the 35 by Speakman and brought down at the 33-yard line. Another outstanding tackle by young Troy Speakman. Coach Brian Lanehart got these guys uh, tackling in the secondary today. Thomas is slot right, Zimmerman wide right. With 7.35 left to go in the first quarter of action. Now Zimmerman goes out wide to the right-hand side. Dion gets the snap. He's going to throw it out into the flat, and it is complete to Thomas. Breaks the tackle, gets it to the 30, struggles forward to the 27-yard line. He breaks the first tackle, but, they're, they're, again, Tavon did enough to slow him down to where Tyler Hanner could make a play. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're doing a much better job tackling this week than they did a week ago. Yeah, brings up third down and 10. Ball resting at the 28-yard line is where they've got it spotted. Dion, handoff to White around the right side. He's going to pick up the first down at the 25. Breaks a tackle to the 20 and run out of bounds at the 19-yard line. It's a gain of nine on the carry and a first down for White. And Rose Holman's drive continues. Just like, you know, we've been talking about it the whole time. It's uh, all balls down to tackling, and you miss one there. If you get it, I think you got him right at the mark. Tackle, tackle, tackle. Dion looks into the end zone. Good presence. He's good in the end zone. Intercepted. Intercepted by. That's Tyler Hanna out there with the interception. Tyler Hanna. I guess you can miss a tackle if you make that play afterwards. So. Dion overthrew his intended receiver. Hanna went up, got the pass, came down with both feet. He only had to have one, but he came down with both. And the first turnover of the game gives it back to the Lions. In reality, it was a really bad decision by Andrew Dion. He was never open. They ran a wheel with the running back out to the right side and ran the ball, tried to go over the top on the same side. And no one bit on the wheel route. He probably should throw the wheel route, get six or seven yards, and move on. But he tried to tried to throw, tried to go over the home run, and he paid for it. Lions take over first and ten at their own 20. Empty backfield onto the shotgun. Trips out to the far side. Dual receivers to the near side for the Lions. Snap goes to Tomlin. Throws it into the flat. It's complete to Roberts. And he'll take it out to the 24-yard line. I think that's Trayon Taylor. Was it Trayon Taylor? Taylor with the catch. 
And it's a gain of four in play, and it brings up fourth down six. The way he carries his jersey, Blake, it's hard to see if it's a nine or an eight. Our uniforms are tough to see anyway. <laughs> Grayson's 6'3", Trayon's 5'3", so yeah, that's not too the, hard. that's the difference. Trayon is... That right vertic- there is why I'm the SID. Vertically impaired like me. Yep. Handoff, fake handoff to Newman. Now Tomlin steps up Give in the pocket. Up. Heavy rush, and he can't get away from Riley and Howenscheld, and he's brought down at the 20-yard line. So it'll bring up third down, 10 yards to go, and the Lions have been pretty good on third down efficiency so far in this game. He, he had an open receiver there. Newman uh, came out of the backfield. I think Newman probably should have stayed in the block a little longer, but he released... And he was wide open. Chayton just was, there's too much rush for him to see it. Lions two for two on third down efficiency. They've got stacked receivers in the slot. Out wide right is Roberts. Wide left, Panky. Dropping back. Straight back, Tomlin. Tomlin steps up. Now he's going to throw it down the middle. He's got Glides complete at the 45 to the 47-yard line. And they're now three for three on third efficiency. First down, Lions. We got a Rose Holman player down as well. A.J. Glines is, is his favorite target on third down for sure. Sure hands, fifth-year senior. Kid doesn't miss catches. I talked with Caleb Carrill about this, but Glines just automatically finds himself open. He can just find the open spot, and he's there. Yeah, he's a lot like uh, Wes Welker was in the NFL, a guy like that. He just finds the little cracks and crevices in the defense. And uh, apparently somebody loves somebody from the stands. I don't know if you guys heard that over the airwaves. I'm pretty sure you did. But, um, yeah, AJ's just hes the steady Eddie, man. He's... He's the underneath guy. He does the dirty work. Great blocker. He's a wide receiver. Tough guy. Our biggest, best leader on offense. Um, as long as they just don't drop to a knee and ask for their hand in marriage, we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> Man, let's don't do that. <laughs> 5.13 left to go in the first quarter. Newman back into the ball game. Panky goes out wide to the left-hand side. Glines slot right. Roberts wide right. Tomlin looks things over on first and ten from the Lions' own 47. Now Paul Miner's going to shift from the left side to the right side at tight end. Tomlin drops back. He's going to look straight up the middle. He's going to throw the fade up the right side. He's got Roberts again at the complete at the 15-10-5 touchdown. He drug the DB Winston Amawaka into the end zone for about 10 yards, and it's now 20 to nothing. Mount St. Joseph. Yeah, this is, uh, I, we just have a better class of receiver this year than we've had in the past. And we know how good Chayton is. Grayson's obviously been here, but he's just literally running by guys. Um, Grayson dropped a few pounds in the offseason, and these guys can't run with him. And they're still playing single man, one guy over the top safety. You can't cover us like that. Porter will attempt the extra point. Murphy, the holder, kick is up, drilled it right through the middle. 4.43 to go in the first half. First Jerry quarter. just waits until conference season to get going. <laughs> Your score now, it is Mount St. Joseph 21 and Rose Holman nothing. It's Dave Timber at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease a new compass for only $199 a month. Featuring our lifetime mechanical protection. $199, only at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. 
on Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Jerry Porter will now kick it off for the Lions. They are up 21 to nothing. And back set to return, Winston Amawaka, and he's going to take it in the end zone, and he will take a knee. And that is where Rose Holman will start first and 10 from their own 25-yard line. At halftime, we're going to hear a podcast, a preview of tonight's game between Ohio State and TCU at Texas Stadium, which will be at 8 o'clock. JT and the Hurts are going to talk to us. They're a couple of SEC podcasters, but... They gave a real good breakdown of tonight's game between Ohio State and TCU, so we're going to bring that to you at halftime. Dion hands it off to White around the right side on first and ten. He's going to be hit behind the line, stacked up at the 23, and a loss of two on the play. Corey Harden is there. He was in on the tackle along with Gavin Edmondson. Boy, good pursuit by the Lions defense with 4.20 to go in the first quarter. 21 nothing Lions. And now, Rose Holman's going to slow things down a little bit. They're going to disdain the no huddle and huddle up here on this play on second down 12. Dion out of the pistol. He's got White to the right of him. Trips receivers out to the near side. Dion is going to hand it off to Zimmerman around the right-hand side, and Zimmerman's going to take it out around the right side and across the 25 out to the 27-yard line. So it brings up after a gain of four, third down and six at the 29-yard line. 3.45 and running left in this first quarter. Dion on third and six, barks out the signals. And he drops straight back, looks down the middle. He's going to throw it up the right side. He's got a receiver, and that is his running back, White. White takes it across the 45, out to the 47-yard line, and it will be a first down. For Rose Holman. They've moved the football the last two possessions, but they have not been able to beat it into the end zone yet. Down 21 nothing. Now back to the no huddle. Dion, handoff to White up the middle. White gets it to midfield. He's going to be stacked up and downed immediately. Gain of about a yard on the play. Tackle made by Julius Fisher. So it brings up second down. They're going to give him a two-yard gain right at the 49-yard line of Mount St. Joseph. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dion audibleizing at the line now. He's got White to the right of him out of the pistol. Hand off to White. White off left guard. He's going to take it to the 45, and then he's going to be dropped behind the line by Speakman at the 46-yard line for a gain just about three yards, and it brings up third down and five at the Lions 46. 2.35 remaining in this first quarter. Coming out wide to the left-hand side is Sawyer Young. Young to the left-hand side. Bryce Dobbs, slot left. Dion barking out the signals. Ball in the near hash mark. He's got White to the left of him out of the pistol. And now a timeout's going to be taken by Rose Holman. We will also. 2.17 to go in this first quarter. Your score is right now. Mount St. Joseph, 21. Rose Holman, nothing. 
A ways back, Buddy LaRosa had a problem. He couldn't find tomatoes sweet enough for his family recipe pizza sauce. No tomatoes, no sauce. No sauce? Are you kidding? So, Buddy trekked to California and tasted tomatoes until he struck red gold. Bingo! Dad really went the extra mile to save our sauce. Try 3,000. A lot's changed, but going to great lengths for our 40 menu items, that never will. Good is never good enough. That's what makes us La Rosa's. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. Well, as we return, Dave Mitchell with Blake Watson, 217 to go in the first quarter. That was the first time out of the ball game taken by Rose Holman. 21-0 Lions on top of it. And it brings up third down five yards to go from the Lions, 46. Coming out wide to the left-hand side is Noah Thomas. Wide to the right-hand side, Zimmerman. And a handoff, fake handoff. Dion looking up the left side. He's going to throw it deep to Thomas. He's broke open into the clear, and it is knocked away and incomplete on an excellent play in the defensive backfield by Peyton Williams, the strong safety. Williams with just a great job to get back there and knock that pass away. Excellent closing speed, Blake. Yeah, I actually didn't see the play, Dave. I was walking back out. Did he make a good play or should it have yeah, been picked? Yeah, great play. You wouldn't want the pick because they would have lost about 20 yards on this change of possession. In to punt the football away now is Seth Knoll. He's out of Wharton, Ohio. He's a senior. So Knoll will punt it away. Speakman is back at about his own 10 to return this one. Noel, low snap. He picks it up off the ground. Gets a low line drive kick. Speakman fair Ooh, catches it mad. Fair at the 17-yard line. Yep, he had a lot of room. That might be six if he picks if he catches it on the run like that. 2:02 left to go in this first quarter of play. We'll keep it right here. Lions come out with a 21 to nothing lead. Tomlin, go ahead, Dave. Leads him up to the line of scrimmage. He has had an excellent first quarter, Blake. Uh, what are his stats? What is he? Just going to look that up right now. For Tomlin heading into this one, he is 8 of 10 in this possession, 210 yards in the first quarter. And, a pair, and three scores, right? Yep. It's, that's a pretty good quarter. Tomlin with trips out to the far side. Paul Miner tight end right. Handoff is going to go to Newman. Newman off the right side, cuts it up to the 20. Gain of about three yards on the carry, and it brings up second down seven. And I think that's what the Lions hope to get out of the running game. Three, four, five yards a pop, and they'll be happy. Um, they know they can throw it here. They just put them in a manageable down a distance, and they'll be, they'll be good to go today. Well, people still coming into this one. Love it. Newman. Moves in motion out of the backfield to the left-hand side. They're going to throw it out to Newman. Completed to 20 on the left flat. Across the 25, and he's bumped out of bounds at the 29-yard line. And that's another first down for the Lions. Right at the 29 in their own territory. Clock continues to run with a minute 25 left in the first quarter. Oh, he did end up picking up the first down. I thought it was going to be short. Nope. It's a really good run by Newman off the pass. Newman to the left of Tomlin. Tomlin with the snap, drops straight back, now steps up in the pocket, throws it to Glines, but was hit as he threw and bounced it to Glines incomplete. First time they've really, in the middle of a play, got a hand on Tomlin. They've hit him after the pass, but they basically couldn't get anything on him pressure-wise so far in this game. Newman now lines up behind Tomlin. 
in the backfield. Panky slot right, one of the few times we've seen Panky in the slot this year. Out wide right is Grayson Roberts on second down, 10 yards to go. Fake handoff, and the throw over the middle, complete to Panky. Panky at the 40, dives forward to the 45-yard line. That's a 13-yard reception and a first down for the Lions. You can really tell there, Dave, how fluid of an athlete Chase Panky is. He, he doesn't run too many over-the-middle routes for us, but he looked really good, created a lot of separation quickly there. We talked. It was it was Caleb Carrill and I talking earlier this week about Panky and how that free safety, and we talked about that last week for Moorhead State, was so athletic and so fast. Dropping back Tomlin, throws it into the flat pass, tried to get it to Newman, and it was batted away and incomplete. Newman had some room to operate over there, too, if the ball gets through. Not much you can do about a batted pass at the line of scrimmage, especially when your quarterback's 5'10". But what Carrill had said about that was that the first time Panky lined up out on the left-hand side, the, the DB came up to him and said, oh, you're the kid from Boston College. They so knew immediately. They knew who he was, huh? Yeah, that's that's going to matter uh, the rest of the year, people knowing who he is. Early in the year, people don't have a clue. Um, he's back on the field now. so Lots of film study. Tomlin? Barking out the signals on second and ten from the 43. Drops back. He's going to throw it deep down the middle. He's got a receiver complete. That's Cooper Earls, and then he dropped the ball. Could Out, not complete the catch. That would have been an outstanding catch. It was a really good throw because um, he wasn't that open. He, Chayton kind of threw him open. A little bit of a seam route, kind of a post uh, with the safety over the top. Chayton fitted into a tough window there. Cooper almost made a fantastic catch. Third down, ten yards to go from the 43. Tell you another thing, Chayton's doing a really good job of is he's doing a really good job of being um, elusive in the pocket so yes. far today. Fake handoff, drops back. Now he's going to step up. He couldn't be elusive that time. He's going to be hit at the 40 and brought down right there by Riley. And also one of the outside linebackers, Colson Carmel from Upper Arlington, Ohio. Yeah, we knew Jerry was going to punt at some point in this game, so. Loss of four, first sack of the afternoon. It, it looks like it probably won't be until the second quarter, though. Yeah, the clock continues to run. You're right. Seven seconds left to go. That's going to do it for the end of the first quarter of play, and it's been a good one for Mount St. Joseph. They lead it at the end of one, 21 to nothing. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. And I may end up at the Wishbone Tavern after this one. As we head into the second quarter of play, now the Lions will be punting the football, but they'll be punting it away into the wind. The wind blowing right now from the north to the south. And they'll be punting into the wind as Porter will be going from right to left. Dropping back, set to return, is Caleb Brown. He's the 5'9", 180-pound freshman out of Toledo, Ohio. 21 nothing Lions on top of it. Been an excellent first quarter. Almost reminiscent of the second quarter against Capital here at Schuler. Porter gets a high spiral kick that Brown's going to let hit at the 10. It will take a bounce for 
Rose Holman and be downed at the 15-yard line. That is a 45-yard punt with no return by Jerry Porter. Excellent punt by Porter. And, boy, he is just kicking the heck out of the football today. First and 10 for Rose Holman. They've got it at their own 15-yard line. Coming out, Garrett White, the running back, and Dion, three for four from the quarterback position in passing. And he shifts White from the left side to the right side. And then White wanted to go back to the left side, and Dion corrected him. Now he goes back to the left side. Just barely got set. Handoff goes to White. He's going to be hit and dropped behind the line of scrimmage for no gain. Gavin Richardson along with Tavon Robertson with the tackles. Good penetration. Lions defensive line has done a great job of occupying the offensive line for Rose Holman, allowing the linebackers and the DBs to come up and make tackles. White again, the handoff on second and 12. Takes it across the 15, struggles forward to about the 19-yard line. It's going to be a gain of six for White. He's got eight carries this afternoon for 30 yards, and with 14-10 to go in this first half of play, it will bring up third down and seven. Ball just shy of the 20-yard line. They need to get out past the 25. Dion looks over to the sideline to their new offensive coordinator, Dan Watson, for the play call. And they're going to fake hand off to White. He's going to throw it up the left side deep. He's got a receiver. That's Noah Thomas complete. He had beaten Speakman, but then Speakman closed in and caught him before he could break away for the touchdown. It's complete to the 32-yard line, a 48-yard reception, and a first down for Rose Holman. Big, big throw. Now the Lions have got too many players on the field as Rose is going to go with the no huddle. And the Lions are going to be forced to take a timeout. Rose got up to the line of scrimmage quickly. And the Lions wanted to change personnel defensively. They ended up with about 13 players on the field. And they had to take a timeout before they got whistled for too many men on the field. 13-36 remaining to go in this first half. And as we told you at halftime, going to have a couple of SEC podcasters and these guys are good, i got to tell you. And they really break down the Ohio State-TCU game very well tonight at Texas Stadium. Should be a very entertaining football game. That's at 8 o'clock tonight on ABC. Next week, the Lions will be at Earlham. Now, keep in mind, the time for that game is at 2.30 next week. We'll have the pregame show for you here on Ultimate Sports Talk at 1.30 next Saturday afternoon. Lions lead this one, though, after their first time out of the first half. 21 to nothing. White, after that big reception, lines up to the left of Dion. Now fake handoff and thrown out into the flat, incomplete. They tried to get it out in the left flat to Adam Sturgeon. And it went right through Sturgeon's hands, incomplete. So it brings up second down, 10 yards to go for a first down for the engineers. They will be on the road next week at Manchester. We talked in the pregame show about the first five ball games that they have got this year are just treacherous. In two weeks, they're playing at Franklin, who was favored to win the league, dropping back Dion. 
Dion looks to his left, now looks to the right. He's going to throw it over the middle. Incomplete. Great play by Tavon Robertson to come in and smack the intended receiver before he could catch the ball. Bryce Dobbs. Boy, he arrived just at the same time as that ball did and separated the two. Third down ten for the Lions. Dobbs is going to stay in the ball game, but now he's going to move from the right side to the left side. I think he's looking to see where Robertson is and go the opposite direction. Dion, the quarterback, barking out the signals with White to the right. Handoff goes to White on third and ten. Off left tackle. Cuts it to the 30. Down inside the 30 to the 27-yard line. That's a gain of seven. It'll bring up fourth down and call it three yards to go for a Rose Holman first down. White so far in the ballgame. has got about 36 yards rushing in this contest. 21-0. Lions lead it. Dropping back Dion. Dion's going to throw it all alone at the five-yard line as Sawyer Young, and he takes in the catch, and it is complete a first down at the six-yard line of the Lions. And now Rose Holman is in the red zone. First and goal at the six of the lines. They're going to mark him right at the five. So at the five-yard line, handoff goes to White. White right up the middle. He's going to be dropped at the three-yard line. Just no huddle, I think, Blake, is really bothering the Lions' defense. Uh, yeah, and, the, you know, anytime you got a no huddle, once you get that first first down, it gets easy. Um, because it's hard to substitute. It's hard to call new plays. You're running pretty much the same thing. So, yeah, it makes it tougher to stop. And defense gets tired faster than offense for some reason. It's always been that way. They've already forced the Lions to take one time out. Moving in motion is Thomas. Now fake handoff. Dion's going to keep it himself. He's going to take it in the end zone for the touchdown. No, check that. That was White out of the Wildcat. White took it in for the score. That was a really good uh, good, good answer by Rose Holman there. Um, had a couple of miscommunications in coverage. Uh, Troy Speakman bid on that fourth down play on the under route and his man was wide open it's, it, it's going to happen so coming in to attempt the extra point will be Brett Tuttle and the kick is down and the kick yeah, check out it's going to be Adam Clark they rotate their kickers more than anybody I've seen so far this year and Clark puts it up and through 12.01 to go in the first half it is now Mount St. Joseph 21 Rose Holman 7 I learned a lot of valuable lessons playing college football. I never thought about the health benefits of exercise until I actually started to talk to coaches in college. It's not only just for performance, it's for life. My coaches instilled the importance of well-being, not only building up strength, mental health, getting enough sleep, eating properly is all what it is to be healthy. I decided that I want to go into personal trainer and share my knowledge that I obtained in college about physical and mental well-being. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures, and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site? 
Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Well, while you were away, Rose Holman kicked it off to Troy Speakman, and Speakman took it back out to the 36-yard line. 35-yard return for Speakman, and it sets up the Lions first and 10. Well, now they're sparking at the 35. So first and 10 for the Lions at their own 35-yard line. Roberts goes out wide to the right, line slot right. Coming out to the left-hand side is Murphy. Now there are two setbacks side-by-side with Tomlin. Handoff's going to go to Murphy. He's on the right side. He takes it off left tackle across the 35 out to the 38-yard line for a gain of three for, for not, excuse me, Murphy, but Newman. So it brings up second down seven yards to go. Newman now the only setback with Tomlin after that dual setback roll on the previous play. Two receivers out wide on each side, ball in the near hash mark. Tomlin with 11-20 and running. Left to go in the first half on second and seven from the 38. Drops straight back. Looks down the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Panky complete at the 33, inside the 30, and down to the 25-yard line. Big, big reception for Panky of 35 yards, and it brings up first and 10 for the Lions at the Rose Holman 27-yard line. Boy, Tomlin just laid it right out there perfectly, and Panky brought it right in. Now Murph Newman moves from the left-hand side to the right-hand side of Tomlin. Ball in the near hash mark on first and ten. Tomlin looks to the left. He's going to throw it to the left into the end zone. He has got a receiver. It's Lines complete touchdown. They've run that play about four times this afternoon. That time it went to Glines, and the Lions come right back and score within the next minute, and it's now 27-7. to The Lions on top of it with 10.41 remaining in this first half of play. What an offensive machine Caleb Carrell and Chayton Tomlin have put together here at the Mount. Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. Murphy is the holder, 27-7. to Good snap, Murph gets it down, kick is blocked, and it'll be picked up by one of the backfield guys for Rose Holman. If he runs it back, it's a two-point conversion, takes it back to the 20, 25, 30. He's got a caravan up the left-hand side to midfield, cuts it back to the center, laterals back to one of the backfield men. He's taking it to the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Nobody tackled him. Taking it all the way in is Matt Michelak. Michelak got the lateral on the play from Alex Perez, who ran about 30 yards, then saw he was going to be taken down, lateraled it back to Michelak, and he took it all the way back for the score, and now the two-point conversion means it's 27-9. to Lions on top of it by 18. Unbelievable turn of events. That ball got blocked right in the middle of the scrum, right by the center. Porter just didn't seem to get enough 
height on the ball, and it went right into the line of scrimmage and blocked there. And then it was picked up by Perez. He ran it back to about the 45 of Mount St. Joseph, saw he was going to be tackled. Lateral it back to Michelak, and he broke a couple of tackles and took it in for the two points. And now, because of that, the Lions will kick it off, and Rose Holman can really put a dent into the scoreboard now. 27 to 9. And they will receive the kickoff from Porter. Back set to return for Rose Holman is Winston Amawaka. Amawaka is back set to return with White. White does just about everything for them. He plays quarterback, running back. He's been put out in the slot a couple of times. Porter will kick it off high end over end kick that White is going to fair catch at the two, and that will bring him out to the 25. So it'll be first and ten for Rose Holman at their own 25-yard line. And if you're confused, yeah, we were the first night, too. When you fair catch it inside the 10 now in college football, they bring it right out to the 25-yard line. Eventually what they'll do is they'll just get rid of all kickoffs. I think that's the direction that they want to head. Dion with White to the left of him. He's got receivers out wide on both sides. Hand off to White right up the middle. White across the 25, out to the 27. For a gain of two yards on the carry. Brought down by Jermaine Drake, one of the safeties. Lions have been alternating about four guys at the safety position this afternoon. It's a hot day, about 85 degrees. To the right is White of Dion, The sophomore hands it off to White. White up the middle again. He's going to take it across the 30 out to the 31-yard line. And again, Drake with the tackle. Drake, senior, 200 pounds, 6'1", from Brush High School in Cleveland. Coming out to the right-hand side now is Thomas with 9.50 remaining to go. Third down three from the 32 of Rose Holman. Dropping back is Dion. Dion looks over the middle. It is complete on the play. Threw it over the middle to Bryce Dobbs at the 35. Takes it out to the 37 and a first down for Rose Holman. And their drive continues. So it's first and 10 for the engineers. Dobbs is going to line up wing left. White to the right of Dion. And the handoff goes to Dion. Off the left, or to White, excuse me. White is going to take it up to the line of scrimmage and be gang tackled and brought down by the Lions' interior defense. Led by David Guck. Guck is out of Amelia. 6'2", 240-pounder. Second down. They're going to give him about a half a yard gain, so it'll bring it down. Second down, nine yards to go as we hit the nine-minute mark of the first half. Dion looks to his left out of the passing pose. Now throws it out to the left-hand side. Complete to White. White to the 45. Dives forward near a first down. He's going to be brought down at the 47. I think he'll be a yard short after an eight-yard completion. So, nope, they're going to give him the first down. Boy, oh, boy. That was a gift. You know, doing high school and college this year, we have not seen many measurements, hardly at all, in both high school and college. 
Not sure if they're trying to get away from that or not and just giving the offenses first downs if it's a benefit of the doubt. White's going to take it across midfield and drop it at the 49-yard line after a gain of three. I don't know if that's a point of emphasis this year, but that's the way it has gone in both high school and college. Now White's going to come out of the ball game, and in is Maxwell Hatchett running back. He's out of St. Charles, Illinois, 5'9", 185-pound sophomore. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dion gives it to Hatch. Hatch off the left-hand side. He's going to pick up the first down as he takes it out down to the 41-yard line. It's going to be a gain of 10 for Hatch on his first carry of the afternoon, and it's first down for the Engineers. Lions defense since that first quarter has really been on its heels. This no huddle has bothered them throughout the entire second quarter of action. Trips out to the far side for the Engineers. Ball on the near hash mark. Dion's going to throw it out into the left flat, and it's complete to Thomas. Thomas at the 40, dives ahead into the air and brought down at the 37-yard line. That's a gain of four, and it's second down, six yards to go. Tavon Robertson with the tackle. Ball resting at the 37 of Mount St. Joseph, 7.20 to go in this first half. Dion looking things over. Hatch still behind him. Hatch is going to get the handoff, this time off the left side. Takes it inside the 35 to the 34, maybe the 33. Be a gain of about four for Hatch, and it brings up third down and three yards to go. Corey Harden now has come back in on that right side. And leaving the lineup is David Guck, who was giving Harden a breather. 6.50 and running left to go in this first half. 27-9, 27-9, Lions lead it. Dion went with the hard snap count. Now looks over to the sideline to Dan Watson to get the offensive call. Now goes back to the huddle or into the line of scrimmage. Hands it off to White. White right up the middle across the 30, down to the 28. He's got a gain of five and a first down, and the Lions have not been able to stop this offensive attack in the second quarter for Rose Holman. Boy, a touchdown here is going to put them right back in this ball game. Right now they're down 27-9. White to the right of Dion. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping back is Dion. He's going to throw it into the right corner of the end zone to Thomas. It is over his head and incomplete. Double coverage back there for the Lions, and it was knocked away by Peyton Williams at the last second, but it was over the head of Thomas. And it brings up second down 10 yards ago. So Dion decided to shoot the works and go for the TD right here from the 28. Second down, 10 yards to go. White goes to the left-hand side of Dion. White will get the handoff, cuts it off right tackle inside the 25, down to the 24. Struggles forward, maybe got to the 23-yard line. Peyton Williams with the tackle along with Troy Speakman. Lions really doing some... Changing along the defensive front. Zach Taylor's into the ball game now. Third down, five yards to go from the 23. 5.45 remaining in the first half. Dropping back Dion. Dion throws over the middle, and it is complete on the play, and a nice catch by Jake Zimmerman at the 15-yard line, and he's brought down by Tavon Robertson and Jermaine Drake. But that's another first down for Rose Holman. 5.30 left to go. Dropping back is Dion. Dion's going to throw it out to White in the right flat. He's going to take it across the 15 down to the 10. 
Sean Sullivan with the tackle for the Lions along with Drake. Another five-yard gain for Rose Holman, and they've been cutting off chunks of four, five, six every play. 5.09 and running. Left to go in this first half. 27 to 9. Dropping back, Dion. Dion now hands it off to Drake, or to White, excuse me, on the draw, and he'll take it down to the six. Another four-yard gain. And it brings up third down and about a yard. Thomas goes slot left. Out wide left is T.J. Ballard. Now Dion's going to go up under center on third and one. The Lions jump the snap count. Flags down. Dion got the first down anyway inside the five. But let's see what the flag is. I think it's going to be called against the Lions. Look like they jumped the snap count. Might have been Sullivan that jumped the count. And no backfield in motion. Called against Rose Hallman. So the engineers did not get set. That'll knock them back five yards instead of third and one. It'll be third and six. Back to the 11-yard line. Big, big call against Rose Holman. Big mistake. Dion looks out to the bench to get the call as the play clock down to 22. They just started the play clock. Five and a half remain, or four and a half remaining in the half. White lines up to the left of Dion on third and five. Big play for the Lions defense. Dion looking things over. He's got trips out to the far left. Drops back. Looks to his left. He's going to throw it over the middle. It is complete inside the five. Down to the three. And it is complete to T.J. Ballard just on a simple slant in. And that's a first down for Rose Holman. It'll be first and goal with 4.13 remaining in the half. Ball at the three-yard line of Mount St. Joseph. Dion out of the pistol. And he's going to hand it off to White. White right up the middle. Takes it into the end zone for the score from three yards out. 3.55 left to go in this first half. And Rose Holman has cut the lead now to 12 at 27-15. to 15, And they will go for the extra point. Coming in to attempt the extra point will be Adam Clark. Boy, that was just a methodical drive by Rose Holman. They knocked off four, five, six yards per play and took it in for the score. And Clark gets a low kick off, but it will go right through the uprights for the extra point, and it's good. 3.55 left to go in the first half. Your score from Schuler Field. Mount St. Joseph, 27. Rose Holman, 16. Need dinner quick for you and the kids? Hit Facebook right now and order from FNN Good Chicken Tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road. Feed the kids, the family, order a combo for yourself. Eat garden style or feed the peeps. Let the guys at FNN Good Chicken Tenders cater your next get-together and everyone will thank you. Hand-breaded chicken tenders, homemade sauces, and coleslaw to die for. It's all at FNN Good Chicken Tenders, located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order now at 451-3000. FNN Good Chicken Tenders. Real chicken, real fast, real good. It's Save Timber at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet Tri-County. Find new roads with Equinox and save up to $5,000. Including our lifetime mechanical protection. We're leading the way at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet. Well, Rose Holman taking it down the field and cutting the lead now to 11 at 27-16. 3.55 left to go in the first half. 
around the nation on the scoreboard. Tennessee leading UTEP 17-0 at the end of three. Also at the end of three, Temple beating Maryland 28-7. Kentucky with five seconds to go in the third quarter, beating up on Murray State 34-3. And Syracuse over Florida State with 7.28 left to go in the third quarter. That is 6 to nothing. Georgia also beating up on Montana State, 49-7. to Speakman's going to take in the kickoff at the 3. Cuts it to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. Cuts it to the far side, 25-30. And he'll be run out of bounds at the 35-yard line. 32-yard return for Troy Speakman. And the Lions will set up shop with 3.47 remaining in this thir- first half. 27-16, they lead it. And they've got it at their own 35-yard line. And a very entertaining first half, for sure. Next week, the Lions will be at Erlen. 2.30 kickoff, remember that one. Newman to the left of Tomlin. And he will take the snap. And the pass goes out into the left flat to Newman, and it bounced off his chest incomplete. He thought it might have been a lateral, so he jumped on the football right away, but the officials called it incomplete immediately. Second down and... Ten yards to go. Tomlin so far in the ballgame, 12 of 17 for 294 yards and four touchdowns. Second down, ten yards to go, though. Tomlin has got Newman to the right. He's got trips out to the far side. Ball in the far hash mark. Tomlin will drop straight back after getting the snap. He's going to throw it over the middle. Complete the lines at the 45-50. Tripped up and brought down inside the 50 at the 47-yard line. That was a touchdown-saving tackle by Alex Perez. Ball at the 47-yard line in Rose-Holman territory and another first down for the Lions. Boy, if this second quarter has been any indication, the second half is going to be crazy. Neither team can stop the other. First and ten for the Lions. Again, same formation. Trips out to the far side. Now into the contest for the Lions is Ryan Bagnoli. Bagnoli lines up to the left of Tomlin. He's in a running back. Now moves over to the right. Now he's going to move in motion out of the backfield. Flipped out to Panky on the left side on the screen. He gets it up to the 45 and now brought down at the 40-yard line. Reception of seven yards on the play. And it brings up second down and call it a long two yards to go. Bagnoli will stay in. Cooper Earls leaves the contest. And checking in Paul Miner, he'll line up tight end right. Panky out wide left, line slot right, Roberts wide right. Bagnoli to the left of Tomlin as the ball is on the near hash mark. 2.35 left, Tomlin drops back, throws the ball into the end zone, he's got Glines over his shoulder, catch, touchdown! Boy, he put it right there in Glines like Willie Mays in the... 54 World Series looked it right into his hands over his right shoulder and the Lions have opened it up again. It's now Mount St. Joseph 33 and Rose Holman 16. Boy, I don't think it could be any more in sync than Tomlin is right now with blinds. Just an unbelievable pair. And Porter will come in to attempt the extra point with 2.26 remaining in this first half of play. High snap, and Murph gets it down. Kick is up by Porter, and it is good. 2.26 remaining to go in this first half of play. It's now Mont St. Joseph 34, 
Rose Holman 16. You're listening to Mount St. Joseph Lions football on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, so far, the Lions have been unstoppable in this first half. They have just punted the ball once. 34-16. They lead it with 2.26 remaining to go in this first half of play. At halftime, a preview of Ohio State TCU with JT and Hertz. Porter is going to kick it off, and he's going to kick it off, and it will go out of bounds up the left-hand side about the five-yard line. So they will set it at the 35-yard line, and that's where Rose Holman will take control of the football in their own territory. 2.26 left to go in this first half of action. Be entertaining to listen to those two break down a big game in college football around the top 25. And I thought maybe the official was calling something, a penalty, but he was just signaling that the ball would be placed at the 35-yard line after Mount St. Joseph kicked it out of bounds. Ballard is out wide to the right-hand side. Dobbs lines up wing right, now goes wing left. Handoff goes to White right up the middle. White's going to be hit at the line and dropped. No game. Tavon Robertson in there to pick up the stop along with Sean Sullivan. And also picking himself up off the bottom of the pile is Julius Fisher. Boy, what a tandem of linebackers the Lions have, and they need to take control of this football game right now with two minutes left in the first half. Dion looking things over. He's got White to his left. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is complete on the play, and that goes to Thomas. And Thomas is going to be upended across the 45 to the 47, and he's got a first down after a gain of 10 on that completion. So, Rose Hallman just chipping away. They've got two timeouts remaining here in the first half. Dion with White to his left. Dobbs, the tight end, now lines up wing right. Ballard out wide right. Handoff goes to White. White takes it across midfield, and he's going to meet Mr. Corey Harden right at the 49-yard line and bounce back, but they'll give him a gain of five on the carry across midfield. And it brings up second down, five yards to go. Sawyer Young goes out wide to the left-hand side. Ballard comes out wide right. Now lining up slot right as Dobbs. Dropping back as Dion on second and six. Throw over the middle, incomplete. Just put it up too far ahead of T.J. Ballard, who was coming in on a crossing pattern. And it brings up third down, six yards to go. A minute eight left in the first half. What a first half this one's been. Now Ballard's going to leave the ball game, and Noah Thomas comes back into the contest. Going out wide to the left is Adam Sturgeon. Now he moves slot left. 
trips out to the left-hand side. Lions showing blitz defensively on third and six. Here they come. Throw over the middle by Dion. Complete to Thomas. It depends on where they start. He slide. They're going to put him at the 43-yard line, and I think it's going to be enough for a first down, and it is. Gain of six on the reception, and a first down again for Rose Holman with 59 seconds to go in the half. They've got two TOs left. Fake handoff. Dion is going to look up the right side. He's got a receiver. That's Thomas, and he is going to catch it in the end. Yes, he is in for the score. Boy, Thomas just laid himself out, caught the ball with his fingertips, and dove inside the pylon in the right corner of the end zone. And the engineers have answered the Lions again here at the end of the half with 46.6 seconds to go in it. And now it is 34 to 22. Adam Clark will come in to attempt the extra point now. The only thing is, did Rose Holman score too quickly? The way the Lions have moved the football. And Clark is going to put it up and through. So there is 46.6 seconds to go. And I was semi-joking, semi-serious when I say that because the Lions remember in the opening possession of this football game in two plays went 70 yards in 40 seconds and scored the first touchdown of the contest and now they've got 46.6 with two timeouts left that's almost an eternity for Tomlin and Glines and the rest of this offensive unit for the Lions and Rose Holman will have the football to start the second half so the Lions may want to put some more points on the foot on the scoreboard Back set to return is Aurelius Walters. Walters out of Miamisburg, Ohio. He goes out to the right side, and Speakman comes to the left to return this kickoff. From Brett Tuttle out of Jerseyville, Illinois. They bring a lot of players in from Illinois and California. Tuttle kick it off from left to right, approaches the football, high sideline kick, and it's going to be taken in by, that's Panky, Panky, excuse me, at the 5 to the 10, 15, right up the middle to the 20, 25, he's going to be stacked up and down outside the 25, maybe to the 26-yard line. Boy, a lot of pushing and shoving after the tackle was made, and there goes a flag. Somebody got up and was pushing and shoving at the bottom of that pile, and let's see if it was an engineer or... A lion. Lions have already had one unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, unnecessary roughness called against them, and this one will be a dead ball, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty against the Lions. So that will mark them back 15 yards and just what they did not need. Now it's a no, now it's going to be offsetting, I believe. They called it against both. It will be offsetting. Boy, the Lions caught a break there. So the Lions will have it first and 10 at their own 27-yard line. So they are 73 yards from Paydirt. And 37.8 seconds to go. In all honesty, that's nothing. That's probably how Tomlin feels, too. Tomlin. And now the Lions, I believe, are going to take a timeout. And they are. Caleb Carrill went to Tyler Hopperton and said, "Let's, let's take a timeout here and talk this thing over. So they will, and we will also. 37.8 seconds left to go in this first half. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 34, 
and Rose Holman, 23. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. 37.8 seconds left to go in this first half. Lions after their second timeout. Take it over first and 10 from their own 27. They lead at 34-23. Tomlin. Out of the pistol. And he'll take the snap. And the handoff goes off the left-hand side to Bagnoli. And Bagnoli's going to take it across the 35 and out to the 38-yard line. A gain of 11 and a first down. Clock will stop on the first down. Lions hustle up to the line of scrimmage. Grayson Roberts wants everybody to get up to the line. Newman was trying to get into the ball game, but they shuffled him off. Bagnazzi is going to stay out there. I don't know why the official is holding up the snap. Nobody substituted. Now Rose Holman is going to get... Nobody substituted for the Lions. And they held up the clock and held up the ball from being snapped because the official thought that Rose Holman substituted somebody and they... Or Mount St. Joseph substituted and they didn't. And so they gave Rose Holman the opportunity to substitute. There's 11 seconds to go on the clock. They need to put about 20 seconds on the clock here at least because the official just misread the situation. Newman tried to come into the ball game and Bagnoli, they shuffled him off. Now the officials are going to talk about it. I've seen more officiating conferences in the first three games and high school games this year than I think I've seen in my entire 30 years of doing this. And now the official will say what? They're going to put the game clock at 32 seconds, so I was pretty close to being correct. About 20 seconds on the clock. So they'll put it at 32 Boy, the official just came in and misread the situation. Mount St. Joseph never substituted. If you substitute somebody on offense, you have to give the defense the opportunity to substitute also. But the Lions never did sub. But the official thought they had at the running back position. So he held up the ball from being snapped. And that's what caused the question mark. 32 seconds to go. Clock stopped. So the Lions could take their time. To the left of Tomlin is Bagnoli. And the handoff goes to Bagnoli. And I think the Lions are just going to be happy to go in at halftime up by 11. 23 seconds to go. That's a gain of two for Bagnoli. And I believe that's going to be it. They're just going to walk off the field and let the clock run out here at the end of the first half. And that's what will happen. So the Lions lead it by 11. They've got 34 points on the scoreboard, and neither team has been able to stop the other. It's almost like the first team that stops the other will win this football game. We're at halftime here from Schuler Field, and your score at the half. It's now Mount St. Joseph 34, 
And Rose Holman, 23. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with our halftime festivities here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Sport is the common denominator in the world. If there's any place where there's equality, it's really in sports. RISE stands for the Ross Initiative in Sports for Equality. We're dedicated to promoting understanding, respect, and equality in sports and beyond. With the country struggling with race, we believe it's time for the sports industry to come together and really unite the nation. We want people to speak up, take the pledge, and rise up against racism. And we'll rise up. I pledge. I pledge to treat everyone with respect, respect, and dignity. I will not tolerate discrimination or harassment of any kind. I will speak up. Speak up whenever I know discrimination is happening. And I will stand up. Get up. Rise up for victims. Take the pledge at risetowin.org. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron sharpens iron. Call now at 513-383-9773. Sunday's Pub at 8582 Winton Road. And Ascent Safety Solutions. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Well, a couple of scores here from around the country in the Heartland Conference. Franklin right now leading over Anderson. 24 to 14 and no score as of yet out of the other game that got underway. There's 10 minutes to go in the first quarter. Bluffton and Earlham are scoreless so far in that game. Here it is 34-23 Mount St. Joseph leading over Rose Holman around the country. Here's a look at some other scores. We've got a couple of games that are in the fourth quarter. Temple leading Maryland 28-14. Tennessee shutting out UTEP 24-0. Syracuse blanking Florida State 20 to nothing. Kentucky beating Murray State 41 to 3. It's Indiana over Ball State 38 to 10. Georgia beating up on Montana. That is 49 to 7. Kansas beating Rutgers out of the Big Ten 41 to 14. Clemson over Georgia Southern 31 to 7. Oklahoma by 10 over Iowa State 34 24. And Miami of Florida beating Toledo, but not by much in the fourth quarter, only 11, 35 to 24. Of course, tonight at 8 o'clock, the Ohio State Buckeyes will be down at Texas Stadium to take on TCU, Texas Christian University. And we went to a podcast this week and heard a very interesting preview of this week's ball games between JT and Hertz. They are normally SEC Podcasters and talk about the SEC, but they like to do one game a week that's outside the SEC. They are very entertaining, and believe me, they are no Paul Feinbaum. They like to look at games and really handicap them as well as they can. So let's listen to what they've got to say. JT and Hertz about tonight's Ohio State-Texas Christian football game. We're talking about Ohio State. We're talking about TCU. We have no data because they have both been Cupcake City to open the season, not so much Ohio State's fault. They can't help that they played an in-conference team who's a cupcake 
every year. And they can't help that Oregon State, when they scheduled them, was better than they are now. I mean, they're just, they're one of the worst teams in college football right now, have been for a couple of years. Um, not Ohio State's fault. Ohio State went out and handled their business though, 77-31 against Oregon, 52-3 against Rutgers. Uh, TCU, Cupcake City. Uh, it really is, there's no other way to put it. It's Cupcake City, and this is, to their credit, a big out-of-conference matchup, and we always praise Ohio State on this channel. Ohio State, Notre Dame, and USC, Southern Cal, are the best three teams in the country in scheduling out-of-conference. And Notre Dame doesn't have a conference, but they do still schedule really well. Um, so I want to talk about this game, and just for y'all, since you're outside of kind of you know, listening to us every week, a lot of you Ohio State and NTCU fans know we're a data-driven channel. Like I said, we have a computer model. We talk a lot of statistics. We talk a lot of numbers. Uh, it's not really money ball, but we do go from that perspective because there's a lot of people already talking about gut. And then there's Paul Feinbaum, who doesn't know anything about football. Uh, so we try to do a little bit of all of it. Um, all right, so I, I want to start with Ohio State. And, and coming into the season, I made a prediction. I don't know if it's on on video, but I did make a prediction that Haskins was going to win the Heisman, and I don't know that he's the best quarterback in the country. I don't know that he's the best quarterback in his conference, but I do know that in my opinion, the thing, and I hope I don't offend Ohio State fans, some will probably agree, some will disagree, because they love JT Barrett so much. JT Barrett is what Alabama fans saw in Jalen Hurts the last two years. In that, he's a wonderful athlete, and he's got a lot of records, won a lot of games, and he will get you 10 wins guaranteed every year because of the competition that faces and how good that style of quarterback and athlete is against average to below average defenses. He will not get you a national championship because and I want you to go into that in terms of your, because they may not be familiar, kind of your sort of opinions and observations on that. Haskins is the type of quarterback that will. And we'll get into detail in a minute, but why don't you go a minute, minute and a half on the sort of the the upside and the downside of having an offense and a quarterback like JT Barrett in the same vein that Alabama fans saw with Jalen Hurts. So I've had a long-held theory that run-spread quarterbacks and run-spread offenses don't scale well. If you've got an offense that attacks the field horizontally, that rely, especially if you're relying on the run game, if you have an advantage, you can be pretty dominant because you can move the ball effectively. If you can get six to eight yards per carry, you turn up first downs, you get a lot of drives, you move the ball, the other team starts really compromising themselves defensively, you're able to shoot over the top and get big chunk plays for touchdowns. And if you've got really, really good athletes, they make those chunk plays really easily or they can outrun guys. When you're playing average, maybe even if you're an Ohio State or an Alabama above average competition or below, defensively, those teams can't react fast enough to what you're doing offensively. They can't can't get to the edge fast enough to get into the lanes, to slow the quarterback down, to keep containment. Things tend to get out of hand in those games. But the problem as defenses increase, it's the same issue with why this style of offense has not been successful long-term in the NFL whatsoever. 
defenses react faster. They fill gaps faster. And a lot of what Myers' offense has been sort of predicated on over the years is getting one-on-one matchups and winning them. The problem is this assumption that you have a one-on-one matchup and that you have an opportunity to do something with it. And defenses have changed a little bit in how they operate. They've gotten smaller and faster. And the react, the reality of it is when you run, you know, a quarterback sweep, teams now attack the ball. They try to get in the backfield and, you know, on a receiver screen, the difference in speed at an elite team versus a non-elite team is one or two steps. But that's the difference between the guy catching the ball and being able to run behind his blocker and get upfield and catching the ball and immediately getting hit, right? One or two steps is a big difference because You know, if the guy's four yards away when I catch the ball, then I get the chance to catch, turn, and start moving. And if the guy's two yards away when I catch the ball, I get the chance to catch it, turn, and immediately hit. And and it seems kind of silly, but it's been the reality with it. So one of my long-term complaints, and we do do a computer model. We don't have the benefit of a massive database of data that some other people do, so our model can't be introduced until we get – more current season data, which is around a week four. Um, a lot of models out there don't account for how offenses scale. And I'm, I'm going to point a finger, a model that I love and a, from, you know, I have a lot of respect for Bill Connolly, but the S&P Plus is a big model that gets referenced a lot. And in, in my opinion, and I think it's proven out, that model has trouble identifying when you start playing elite competition that the fact that you destroy a team that you can continually get the edge on, and I mean destroy them at 13 yards a carry or something ridiculous, has no translation to when you play Michigan whatsoever because you can't get the edge and all of a sudden that shuts down and you don't have a counter. Dwayne Haskins and guys that are better passers give you other opportunities because when you're throwing the ball down the field, when you have vertical routes, those routes are not designed on just creating a one-on-one opportunity and winning it or, or being able to get the edge or get your guy in space because there may not be space if the defense reacts quickly. Those plays are designed to exploit coverages in the way the NFL does where you create separation. You create the positive play schematically and through execution in a pro-style offense, whereas a spread offense is not about creating an opening. It's about assuming the opening's there and taking advantage of it in an effective way. So, you know, we've we've long held that guys like JT Barrett, they will get you to 10 wins very very readily because 10 teams on the schedule, 9 and 10 teams on the schedule can't hang with you well enough to stop you when you put up a ton of points. Alabama set records with Jalen Hurts. They set a lot of offensive records last year with Jalen Hurts. And that was great up until the point that they actually played good defenses and they couldn't move the ball worked crap. Um so a guy like Dwayne Haskins that's a better passer and by the way, 20 of 23 against Rutgers, that's hard to do against air. That gives you another dimension that will, in my opinion, translate much better against the better competition than the run-first offense that they were running with JT Barrett. Although Tate Martell was 10 of 10, so maybe Rutgers' defense is worse than air, but that's a different story. We have a whole theory about Rutgers and historically Maryland, maybe not this year, that offends Big Ten fans, so we won't talk about it. Um TCU, SMU, not a lot to glean from this. Really, TCU this season, because they play nobody, there's not a lot to glean from their schedule so far and their production. One of the things that scares me, and we talked about this a little bit with somebody that Ohio State fans are familiar with, Joe Burrow has not produced against 
average teams, average defenses, so the one average defense or below average, what was it, southeastern Louisiana that he played last week, he performed okay. He was like 10 of 20 for 151 yards, something like that. He performed okay. Um, I think it's safe to say SMU, the Mustangs, don't have the best defense in the world. Sean Robinson comes into this game 15 of 28, 146 yards, 5.2 yards per attempt. For us, and I think you've already said this on another video, 7.5 yards is about where you want to be throughout the season as an average of showing baseline of competency. If we're looking for red flags for TCU in this game, you know, I think a lot of people will see 42 to 12, maybe didn't see the game and how ugly it was in the first half, um, and say, okay, TCU's got two blowout wins against two cupcakes. They're ranked about 15th. Um, this is a big game because they might win this game, and they absolutely might. But if you look just below the surface and you see Sean Robinson put up, again, 15 of 28, 146 yards passing, uh, 5.2 yards per attempt, one touchdown, one, t- one interception. Is that a red flag to you? Are you scared? I am, and I'll give you another statistic that's really concerning, and that's uh, 80% passing, 9 yards per attempt, 461 yards. That was North Texas against Southern Methodist the week prior. So with what little data we have, SMU gave up nine yards per attempt, over 400 yards passing one week to North Texas in a 46-23 loss, and then only gives up 5.2 yards per attempt to, to TCU. That's we don't have a lot of data. Maybe maybe it's a one-off, but that's pretty darn concerning. That whatever you know, the one data point we have is that SM, it's not just that TCU isn't throwing the ball well; it's that they didn't throw the ball well against a team that got lit up through the air to North Texas. So I'm with you that if you look at the scores and sort of look at a cursory level with what TCU is doing, it looks like it's, you know, everything's fine. Uh, they're operating the way they should be, et cetera, et cetera. But 7.6 yards per attempt against Southern, again, that's what we would consider to be competent as a season average. And they were – not competent against SMU. Again, the rushing game, by and large, 5.6 yards per carry uh, against Southern. That's that's not really dominant by any means. And then in the SMU game, uh, again, 5.9 yards per carry. And I know they had better averages from their top backs, but I don't know. There's there's a lot of negative signs here that TCU may not be a terribly good offense, and that's coming against really, really poor competition. And the inverse of what we said about JT Barrett is true, um, or really what's at play for TCU is true. Sean Robinson is a good running quarterback. But the tendency, and we saw this again, I keep using Jalen Hurts because it's, I think it's analogous. Jalen Hurts would run for 9, 10 yards of carry on average defenses and be just like look all world because he could run the ball. When people forced him, the LSUs, the Washingtons, Clemsons of the world, forced him to throw the ball, that's where things got ugly. Now, you've got a TCU team that might be okay defensively, but Sean Robinson is going to have to throw the ball to beat Ohio State. Yeah, and I just flipped up last season. If you looked at – there was a stretch there from Fresno State really through the Tennessee game where – 
Jalen Hurst was averaging 67 yards a carry, and they look great. Um, all of a sudden, they get to LSU, and he he runs for three yards a carry. So you you, you when you play better teams and you're that style of offense, you very much do kind of run off a cliff a little bit. I think Ohio State fans, from what I've seen in, on the internet, it seems like Ohio State fans understand this and they see it, and they were I know pretty frustrated at times with JT Barrett at the end of last year. Um, so yeah, they're not going to be able to run the ball with Robinson and beat them with a running quarterback. You're going to have to throw. There were a lot of being again being SEC fans. We've used Jalen Hurts as an example because he's kind of in the SEC the poster child of a running quarterback that struggles against better teams throwing the ball. Um, Alabama also takes a lot of heat or had taken heat about their struggles with dual threat quarterbacks. But I think something that was missed, and we've talked about this a lot. The teams that beat Alabama that were those running quarterbacks also happen to be extremely good passers. You know, Cam Newton is an NFL throwing quarterback. They were all really good passers and they were able to extend plays and that helped a lot dealing with the front, but it was their ability to throw the ball and put it down the field. If you cannot stretch a defense vertically, you cannot beat an elite defense. Period. And I think it's more than just stretching it vertically. It's the ability to make reads such that the defense you know, the fact that you exploit coverages and the fact that if you're making reads, there's no there's no way to completely cover a perfect quarterback because somebody has to be open in almost any scheme. There's always some weakness. Um, and if you have a run-first quarterback, it is entirely possible, pretty much no matter how good he is, to shut down a run-first quarterback if he can't throw the ball. So, yeah, no, I, I definitely think... Right now, looking at Haskins and Robinson and all the matchups here, you know, giving away my pick a little bit, but I have a hard time understanding why this is only a 13 point spread. So Ohio State will take on Texas Christian TCU tonight. The Horned Frogs are notoriously a great defensive football team, and we'll see if they can stop the high-flying Ohio State Buckeyes this evening at Texas Stadium. That game will get underway at 8 o'clock tonight on ABC. 34-23. Right now, Mount St. Joseph leading this one by 11, and we'll be back with more at halftime from Schuler Field after this. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph University football. We're about an hour away from the kickoff of this Lions game, so let's rewind for the next... Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's. Experts you trust. Caring for the children you love. I learned a lot of valuable lessons playing college football. I never thought about the health benefits of exercise until I actually started to talk to coaches in college. It's not only just for performance, it's for life. My coaches instilled the importance of well-being, not only building up strength, mental health, getting enough sleep, eating properly, it's all what it is to be healthy. I decided that I want to go into personal trainer and share my knowledge that I obtained in college about physical and mental well-being. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by F and Good Chicken Tenders. Call now to order at 513-451-3000. 
the Mount St. Joseph University, JTAP Sports Bar, Jake Sweeney Auto, and La Rosa's Pizza on Rapid Run Road. Call 513-347-1111. Well, the Lions lead this one by 11, taking a look at the first half statistics so far in this ball game. The Lions, they're pretty pretty much even, even though the Lions lead this one by 11. Rose Holman has picked up 17 first downs to the Lions' 14. As far as passing and third down efficiency, the Lions are 3 for 4 on third down. Meanwhile, Rose Holman, 9 of 13 on third down efficiency, fourth down. Rose Holman, one for one. The Lions have not gone for it on fourth down in this game. Rose Holman has run 49 total plays in the ball game compared to just 30 for Mount St. Joseph. Total yards, 382 for Mount St. Joseph, 306 for Rose Holman. As far as completions and attempts, the Lions are 15 of 21. That's all Chayton Tomlin. Meanwhile, for Rose Holman, 15 of 21 in the football game. Rose Holman has thrown one interception in the contest. Time of possession, fairly even. Mount St. Joseph, 15 minutes, 47 seconds. And Rose Holman, 14 minutes and 4 seconds in the ball game. Only that one turnover, and that was the interception thrown by Dion here in the first half of play. But the Lions lead it now by 11, 34 to 23 as we get set to open up the third quarter of play here from Schuler Field. I'm Dave Mitchell with Blake Watson. Lions will be kicking it off from right to left across your computer screen. And back set to return. They do a rotating return setup. Thomas is back set to return along with Riley Roberts. And Porter will... Approach the football, kick off a low line drive kick. It's going to be taken in by Thomas at the 5. To the 10, up the right side, to the 15, 20, 25. Scoots back to the middle, and he's brought down at the 30-yard line. They may spot him at about the 31, but that is where Rose Holman will start. First and 10 at their own 31-yard line. Lions, this is a very, very important defensive set for them. Rose Holman was able to move the football virtually at will, picking up five, six yards a crack every down in that second quarter of play. So the Lions need to stiffen this defense and hold this lead. Handoff's going to go to White right off the bat here in the third quarter. He's going to take it out to the 32, maybe a yard gain, and he's bounced immediately by Sean Sullivan and Tavon Robertson. So the Lions defense gives up a yard to White on that carry. Second down, nine yards to go. We have just begun the second half of action here from Schuler Field. Dion will take the snap. Fumbled the snap, but picked it back up, gave it off to White. White's going to take it across the f- 35 and be dropped at about the 40-yard line. He's going to gain about six on the carry. It'll bring up third down and close to a yard to go for a Rose Holman first down. Just been a lot of holes that White has found in the middle of that line. Third down a yard, right right up the middle. He's going to be close. No, he got to the 41, but not sure. Yep, they are going to give it to him. They got him just across the 41, and that yard gain gave them the first down. So Rolls Hellman picks up where they left off in the second half. 
Going out wide to the left is Zimmerman. Wide right is Zimmerman, excuse me, and Dobbs is out wide left. Dropping back is Dion. Dion's looking up the left-hand side. He's got a receiver. That's Thomas out, and it is going to be complete along the sideline and out of bounds inside the 40 of Mount St. Joseph. And finally knocked out of bounds at the 35-yard line in Lions territory. Boy, and now hurry up again for Rose Holman. They like to keep that defensive set, and the Lions didn't even get set. And they run the ball off the left-hand side with White. White's going to take it from the 33 down to about the 32-yard line, so a gain of about two yards on the carry. Now, if the Lions wanted to go ahead and substitute, they would be able to do so here because Rose Holman substituted. But the Lions decide against it. Hobbs will go up tight end right. Dropping back is Dion. Rolls out to the left. Squares his shoulders. He's going to throw it up, up the side, and it'll be intercepted on the play by Drake. But it's going to be flags all over the place. And I think they're going to call Gavin Robertson for, or that might be, Excuse me, that's not Gavin Robertson, that's Tyler Hanna is going to be called for pass interference, I believe, even though the ball really was over the head of the intended receiver. Almost looked like the intended receiver, Thomas, is the one that committed the pass interference, but it will be called against Tyler Hanna. So negate the interception, and Rose Holman, who seems to have their offensive woes figured out, will now place the football somewhere. They started having the umpire mark off the penalties so the referee could tell everybody in the stands what was going on. What has happened here today and in past games is the referee tells you what's going on, then the umpire decides to mark off the penalty. So it kind of defeats the purpose of why they started doing that. Moving in motion to the near side, Hobbs. Handoff right up the middle to White. White's going to take it inside the 23, down to the 22, maybe the 21. Check that, the the 16-yard line, excuse me. Takes it down to the 16-yard line. Two-yard gain brings up second down and eight. 12.40 and running left to go in this third quarter. Thirty-four twenty-three. Lions lead it by eleven, and the handoff to White right up the middle. White is going to be hit inside the fifteen. Takes it down to the thirteen. Gain of four for White, and here they go again. This is exactly what happened in the second quarter. Rose Holman just tore off big chunks of yardage, four, five, six yards a down. Dion third down, five yards to go from the Lions' thirteen-yard line. Big defensive play now for the Lions. Lions showing a blitz now along the outside. Now Hobbs is going to line up tight end right. Coming out wide to the right-hand side is Zimmerman. Dion, the Lions show blitz. Here they come. He's going to throw it over the middle. It is incomplete. The Hobbs knocked away. Good play defensively by the Lions. Gavin Edmondson to knock that pass away. And it looks like the engineers will go for the field goal, and that would draw them to within eight. So it would be a one-score game. Let's see who they bring in to attempt this kick. Looks like it's going to be Adam Clark, 97, and it will be Clark. They're going to spot the ball at the 21, so it'll make it a 31-yard field goal attempt with 11.47 to go. Clark, the sidewinder, he gets it up. It is a line drive kick, and it is no good wide left. 
11.44 left to go in this third quarter of play. And your score now is Mount St. Joseph 34, Rose Holman 23. Everyone loves pizza. But when people who love to serve their family recipes come together with people who really love to enjoy them, that's when the magic happens. That's the recipe for happy. Now, who's hungry? La Rosa's Family Pizzeria. The recipe for happy. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. Chayton Tomlin leads the offense out on the field now for the first time in the second half for the Lions. Tomlin with Newman to the left of him. Receivers out wide on both sides. Newman, stutter steps. He'll cut it up across the 23 to the, or the 16 to the 19 yard line. Right back to the original line of scrimmage. Brings up second down and 10. Lions defense, they bent but did not break. Second down, 10 yards to go for the Lions. Newman to the right of Tomlin. And he drops straight back. Looks out on the right-hand side. Now he'll roll out to the right. Flags thrown all over in the middle of the field. And the pass is complete to Glines. Now the official, the line judge, is going to come in and say, no, it bounced in front of Glines, incomplete. But flags are thrown in the vicinity of holding for the Lions. There were not many penalties in that first half of play. But that will be one that will go against the Lions here as far as penalties were concerned. Well, they had so many, they don't even have them. Here we go. Penalties. Rose had one for four yards. The Lions two for 30 yards. And those were unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. Ball's going to be right at the 19-yard line. And Rose is going to decline that penalty. So it'll bring up third and ten. That's a surprise. They'd rather give Mount St. Joseph one shot at getting ten than two shots at getting 20. So it is third down, 10 yards to go from the 20-yard line. Tomlin, the quarterback, looks over the defense. He's got receivers out wide on both sides. Trips to the far side. Dropping straight back is Tomlin. Good protection. Now cuts up the middle. Now he's going to be hit and dropped. Well, he was brought down. He didn't even see the man coming through. And that is Griffin Steffi. Steffi out of Lebanon, Illinois, 230-pound, 6'2", defensive end. And he went face-to-face with Chayton Tomlin. So the Lions will have to punt the football away for only the second time today. And they will do it, Porter, from inside his five-yard line. 11.06 remaining to go in the third quarter of play. Lions lead it by 11, 34-23. Good snap. Porter's going to get the punt, a low spiral kick. That'll be taken in at the 43-yard line on a fair catch by Caleb Brown. So Brown and now there's a flag down. Looked like maybe they might have roughed the kicker. They may have roughed up Jerry Porter. I didn't see it after he got the ball away, but there's a flag thrown back near the end zone where Porter got rid of the football. Now if it's running into the kicker, it's just five yards. If it's roughing the kicker, that comes with an automatic first down. But I believe it's just going to be running into the kicker is what they'll call. 
There are some rules in football that if they really wanted to increase the safety to the players, that would be one that they would just forget the running into the kicker. It's always roughing. You touch the kicker, roughing, first down. That would stop it. Ten fifty four left to go, so the Lions defense back out onto the field. And Rose Holman breaks the huddle over on the side and they'll come out to the line of scrimmage first and ten from their own forty four yard line is where they'll finally get it marked at. Dion, who is most of the afternoon just handed the ball off to White. Puts a man in motion to the far side, hand off to White right up the middle, and White's gonna get hit behind the line. Stumble forward right back to the line of scrimmage, no game. Lions have done a great job on first down, no doubt about it. It's been second and third down that they've had problems, and now White is down on the field, and he is, he's either got a, it's cramp, he's got a cramp on his right leg, so while they're taking care of that, we'll take a timeout. 10.40 to go in the third quarter. It's now Mount St. Joseph 34, Rose Holman 23. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Well, White is up and he's walking off the field as they'll take care of that cramp. In is Hatcher taking his place in the backfield. Hatcher, number 22, excuse me, Hatch, that's Maxwell Hatch. He's into the ball game. Trips out to the far side. Dion on second and ten. He's going to throw it over the middle. Incomplete. Jake Zimmerman was open over the middle. Troy Speakman with the defense, but it was just too far ahead of him. Incomplete on the play. And it brings up third down, ten yards to go. With ten and a half remaining in this third quarter. Dion leads him up to the line of scrimmage. Dion drops back. He's got a hatch in the backfield with him. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dropping straight back. It's going to be a screen pass thrown to Hatch. Hatch at the 42-yard line to the 45-50. Breaks into Mount St. Joseph territory down to the 45-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 11 and enough for a first down for Rose Holman. They get another first down on a third down situation. And they have been very consistent with that all day long. They really lead the time of possession here in the third quarter. Snap comes back to Dion, hand off to Hatch. Hatch is going to be hit behind the line and brought down immediately by Logan Bright. Three-yard loss on the play. Back to the 46. Now they're going to mark him at the 47-yard line, so just a two-yard loss. Brings up second and 12. Now empty backfield out of the shotgun is Dion. They're going to move Hatch out to a slot on the left-hand side. Trips to the near side. Second down, 12 yards to go. Lions showing a blitz from the linebackers. Dropping back Dion. He's going to keep it himself right up the middle. And Sean Sullivan stayed at home and brought him down at the 45 after a gain of two. Nice play by Sullivan. Brings up third and ten. Third down, ten yards to go for the Lions. 
Third down, 10 from the 45-yard line. Receivers out wide on both sides. Hatch with White still on the bench. Comes out wide to the right-hand side. Nine minutes to go in the third quarter. Lions drop back in a double safety secondary. Dion takes the snap. Drops straight back. Good protection. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. Incomplete. Went right through the hands of the intended receiver. That is Bryce Dobbs, the junior. Bounced into his hands and went flying away. And third down comes and goes. It's fourth down. And time now for a punt by Rose Holman. So the Lions defense, first two possessions against the Engineers here in the third quarter. They've bent, but did not break. And they still lead it by 11 with 8.49 to go in the third. Dropping back. Set to punt is Seth Knoll. And to return this ball back at about his 10-yard line is Troy Speakman. Knoll gets the punt away. High, short kick. And it's going to hit at about the 20-yard line. Bounce straight in the air. And then take a rose bounce back to the 17-yard line. So there's an official timeout on the field. 8.39 to go in the third quarter. It's now 34-23, Mount St. Joseph over Rose Allman. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mount School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash mba. Chayton Tomlin comes up to the line of scrimmage for the Lions. It's first and ten from their own 16. Now he moves Newman from the right to the left. Now hand off to Newman off the left side. He's going to take it right up the middle. Takes it across the 15 out to the 19-yard line. Gain of four yards on the carry for Newman. Spot him right at the 20. Second down six. Roberts out wide right, Glines slot right. Lions going with the no huddle again. They've got Panky out wide to the left-hand side. That's the near side. Clock running with 8.10 left to go in this third quarter. Tomlin, he's going to take the snap from center, drops straight back out of the pistol. Looks to his right. He's going to throw the ball out to Glines. He's got it and then knocked away at the last second on a fine defensive play by Winston Amakawa. Amakawa went right up there and just knocked the ball out of the hands at its highest point from Glines. Incomplete. Brings up third down and seven yards to go for a Lion first down from their own 20. Glines has had an excellent day. Amakawa just came up with the big play on that particular play. Tomlin looks over the defense. Now Glines and Roberts out to the far side. Drops straight back. Pump fake to the right. Sets up the screen to the left of Panky. Across the 25. Going to be brought down near the 26-yard line. He's close to a first down. They'll say he got it. So a seven-yard reception for Panky. And it's a first down for the Lions at the 26-yard line in their own territory. Tomlin had an ex- has had an excellent day here today. We're going to try to get you in some scores coming up here in just a second. Dropping back. Now Tomlin hands off to Newman. Newman across the left-hand side behind the left tackle. Takes it out to the 28-yard line for a gain of two. Tomlin 16 of 24 passing in the ballgame for 365 yards and five TDs. 
Newman starting to pick up some steam here in the second half. Cooper Earls into the ball game now for the Lions. Taking the place of Paul Miner, but he'll come out to a slot left. Panky wide left. Robertson glides out to the right-hand side. Dropping back is Tomlin. Tomlin on second and eight. He's going to throw the ball deep. He's got Roberts complete. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Grayson Roberts. 71-yard strike from Chayton Tomlin to Grayson Roberts. And the Lions have picked up the lead again. This time 17 at 40 to 23. 6.48 to go in this third quarter. What a pretty play from Roberts, from Tomlin to Roberts. Laid it right there, stride for stride, and Roberts just took it into the end zone as he broke free for the score. 71 yard strike, quarter for the extra point, puts it up, and it is good. 6.48 to go in period number three. Your score now from Schuler Field. Mount St. Joseph 41 and Rose Holman 23. People just love the quality from effing good chicken tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road in Cincinnati. They use fresh chicken, and it's always hand-breaded with homemade sauces daily. And order the coleslaw. You won't regret it. Ordering out is easy at effing good chicken tenders. Order dinner on Facebook right now or call 451-3000. At effing good chicken tenders, order up a combo, feed the family, or your sudden drop-in guests. Effin' Good Chicken Tenders, located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order at 4513000. Effin' Good Chicken Tenders, real chicken, real fast, real good. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Well, Jerry Porter will go ahead and kick it off. Amakawa called for a fair catch, but then White came over and decided he was going to catch it. The ball fell in between them, and then White picked it up decided he was going to run it back, and the officials blew it dead because Amakawa had already called for the fair catch. So, it will be first and ten for Rose Holman at the 25-yard line. And they'll put it on the near side. Well, just because I can, the Cleveland Indians are going to, with a win here this afternoon, clinch the Central Division of the American League. And they lead Detroit right now 2 to nothing. Don't forget the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show coming up on Monday night at 9 o'clock with Mark Donahue and I. Dion starts out a quarterback here in this possession, and he's going to hand it off around the right side on the jet to Sturgeon. And Sturgeon is going to be hit right at the 27-yard line and brought down there after a two-yard gain. Speakman along with Sullivan with excellent pursuit. Dion with Hatch to the right of him. Taking the place of White. Drops straight back. Looks out to the left-hand side. Good pocket presence. And the ball is intercepted by Gavin Richardson. At the 37-yard line. (laughs) 
Gavin Edmondson stepping right in the middle of the play and intercepted the ball. Second interception of the day by Dion. And the Lions are going to have great field position in Rose Holman territory. And about the 36-yard line is where they'll spot him down. Boy, Edmondson just jumped that route and intercepted the pass. Lions come up to the line of scrimmage. Grayson Roberts having a conversation with the head referee as he was walking out to the right-hand side. Not sure what that was about. Now Tomlin lines up on the left side. Tomlin looks over the defense. He's got Newman to the right of him. Checks things out. Now drops straight back. Looks to the left. Now he's going to cut it up the middle. He's got plenty of green across the 35 to the 30. Breaks the tackle. Cuts to the near side. Inside the 30 and down to the 28. It's going to be a gain of 8 for Chayton Tomlin. As Blake has said time and time again, he doesn't like to run with the football, but he could gain a lot of yardage if he would decide to just take off and do it. And he picked up eight yards there. Second down two. Newman to the left of Tomlin with 5.40 in running left to go in the third quarter. Lines with a comfortable 41-23 lead. Dropping back Tomlin. Looks over the middle. Now he's going to throw the ball over the middle. It's complete to Glines down at the 15-yard line. Nice strike and catch by Glines. From Chayton Timlin. Glines has got eight catches today now for about 180 yards. First and ten from the Engineers 15 yard line. It was two years ago that the Lions defeated Rose Holman the last time. They lead this all time series 10 to 6. Tomlin. Slaps his hands, now drops straight back, looks to the left. Now he's going to look to the right, now he's going to cut it up the middle, run perpendicular to the line of scrimmage, throws it out to Roberts, complete it to two, and he's going to be pushed back, but it'll be a first down for the Lions at about the two-yard line, first and goal as Roberts. You could just see that play develop, and that's what Tomlin was waiting for Roberts to do, cut it to the right side, he caught him in stride, and he's taken down at the three, but it's first and goal for the Lions. Now Roberts is going to come out of the football game as it appears he's winded. Paul Miner is in. Glines is going to come out slot left and Panky wide left. Also into the ball game is Cole Earls and he's going to line up at a tight end on the right-hand side. Hand off to Newman. Newman around the right side, runs to the corner of the pile and got a touchdown! Newman... Tried to take it up the middle, saw there was nothing there, cut it to the right side, and he went into the end zone untouched. And it's 47-23 Lions with 4.27 left to go in this third quarter of play. Well, we said whoever would stop the other team first would probably win this game, and the Lions ended up doing it with that interception. Even though Rose Holman had a couple of drives, but could not come up with anything on the scoreboard. And Porter had that kick blocked again, and it goes into the end zone, and that time Rose Holman is just going to let it roll dead, and they will not try to return it. They've already had one of those for two points today. So 4.27 remaining in the third. Your score from Schuler Field. Mount St. Joseph 47, 
Rose Holman, 23. It's Save Timber at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease a new Cherokee for only $199 a month. Featuring our lifetime mechanical protection. $199. Only at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. 427 left to go in this third quarter of play. And the Lions will kick it off, leading by 24, 47-23. Porter, high end over end kick. White's going to call for a fair catch right at the 9-yard line, so they'll get it out at the 25. Rose Holman, boy, when they came out in the second half, they moved the ball the first time, missed the field goal. Moved the ball the second time, shut down on downs. Third time, interception, and the Lions have broken it open again. They lead it by 24, 47-23. On just a beautiful day here on Delhi Avenue. Dion leading the engineer's offense out to the line of scrimmage, and Hatch is going to stay in at running back. They are leaving White on the sideline. He is there next to Dan Watson, their offensive coordinator, but he's on the bench right now. And Hatch is going to take it right up the middle across the 25, out to the 30-yard line for a gain of five. And it brings up second down, five yards to go. Next week, the Lions will be at Earlham. We'll be on the air with the pregame at 1.30. The kickoff is at 2.30. Second down, five, handoff the hatch, hit behind the line, and drop inside the 30 at the 28-yard line. Blitzing linebacker coming in for the Lions. That was Julius Fisher coming in and making the tackle. Good play by Fisher on the blitz. And it brings up third down and about six yards to go. 3.45 and running left in the third. Hatch looks over to the sideline. So does Dion. Dion's going to line up at the quarterback position with Hatch to his right. In certain situations today, they've put White at the quarterback in this. But right now it's Dion with White on the sideline. He throws it over the middle. Incomplete! Zimmerman had it in his hands and... He was waiting to get hit, and he did. He got stuck, but he dropped the football before that happened. So brings up fourth and six. And coming in to punt the football away will be Seth Knoll. Well, now it'll be Zimmerman. Zimmerman will come in and punt the football away. The Californian, 6'2", 190-pounder, will punt it away to Troy Speakman, who will set back at about his own 45 to return this one. Zimmerman, low snap, picks it up off the turf. Left puts it up in the air. A high end over end, but it's short. Hits at the 45 in Mount Territory. Bounces inside the 40, the 35, and will be down at the 31-yard line. It's going to be a fifth. Check out a 40-yard punt for Zimmerman. Timeout on the field. 3-11 left to go. We're going to keep it right here. 47-23. Twenty-four point lead with three eleven left to go in this third quarter. Tomlin 
who has been outstanding today as far as what he has done statistically. He's got six touchdown passes, 19 of 27 for 461 yards. Hands off to Newman right up the middle. Newman takes across the 30, fumbled the football at the 32, and Rose Holman has jumped on it. Coming up with the recovery is Mike Riley, the right defensive end, the preseason All-American, came up with the fumble recovery, and not what the Lions needed to do here. That's their first turnover of the afternoon, and now the defense is going to have to come up big for the Lions, up by 24, 47-23. Don't want to give this Rose Holman offense any crack in the armor. And now White's going to come back in at the running back position. White's in, so's T.J. Ballard, the sophomore out of Louisville, Kentucky. He comes out wide to the right-hand side. Dion, the quarterback, drops straight back, looks over the middle. He's going to throw it up to Ballard up the right side, and it's going to be knocked away and incomplete. And the flag is thrown by the back judge, who's 20 yards away from the play. The line judge, who was five yards from it, didn't throw a flag, but the back judge, who was 25 yards away, throws a pass interference penalty. So the pass interference penalty called against Speakman. And you can tell how the crowd feels about that. And quite honestly, they may have a point. When the That's when officials get into trouble, is when one official throws a flag in another fi- official's area. The field judge back on the sideline did not call the flag, but the back judge, 25 yards away, did. Moving in motion is a man to the near side and keeping it right up the middle on the quarterback keeper is Dion. Dion on first and 10 from the 18-yard line. Takes it down to the 16 with 2.45 remaining to go in this third quarter of play. And keeping an eye. Now the Indians lead at 6 to nothing. My Indians are going to win the Central today. Two and a half minutes left to go in the third quarter. I'm allowed. 47-23 the score. Lions on top of it. Dion's going to throw it under the left side of the end zone. Throws it up. Is it complete? Brought down in the end zone. Complete touchdown, Sawyer Young. Young caught it on the left side of the end zone. Up against the Lions. Defensive back Tyler Hanna, but Young just did a nice job of battling for the football. Came down with it. Makes it 47-29 to with 2.17 to go in this third quarter. And so the turnover comes back to bite the Lions. And now Rose is going to go for two. Try to draw within 16, which would be two scores. So they'll place the ball at the three white. Is to the right of Dion. Trips out to the right-hand side, the near side here. Dropping back and rolling out to the right. Now as Dion throws it into the end zone. Incomplete. No flags. Two-point conversion fails. And with 2.17 to go in the third, your score from Schuler Field. It is now Mount St. Joseph 47 and Rose Holman 29. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. 
And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. 47-29, Lions lead it now, and after missing the two-point conversion, Rose Holman will be kicking it off. A couple of scores, Bluffton and Earlham. Well, no score in that game. We've got a 38-21 Franklin lead over Anderson. And in the Bluffton-Earlham game, we'll check that score here in just a second. High kickoff that... Speakman's going to take in at his 8 to the 10 to the 15. Cuts it to the left side to the 20 to the 25-30. Picks up a block to the 35 and he's going to be brought down at the 37-yard line. So a nice return by Speakman. Takes it out to the 37-yard line and that's where the Lions will start first and 10. Two minutes, six seconds to go in the third quarter. 7-0. Bluffton leading Earlham and that's the Lions' next opponent. Next week at Earlham, 2.30 with the kickoff, 1.30 with the pregame shoe. 47-29, Lions with the lead. And now they're going to start rotating some new players in. Coming into the ball game, Mohil Mershow. Mershow, junior, out of Hughes Stern High School here in Cincinnati. First and ten, Paul Miner lines up tight end left. Trips out to the right-hand side, so the Lions overloaded to the right. Agnali in the backfield, dropping back Tomlin, throws over the middle, complete to Glines at midfield. 13-yard completion and another Lion first down. Tomlin, 470 yards passing today. 20 of 28. He has been outstanding and six TDs. There is none better in the Heartland Conference. Moving in motion to the far side is Panky. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin's still going to throw. Now he's going to roll out to the left. Got a lot of green across midfield to the 45. To the 40. Picks up a block. 35. Dives forward and out of bounds. Inside the 35 and down to the 30-yard line. 134 remaining. And you've heard Blake say it a couple of times. Tomlin could do that a lot more. And that time there was... A lot of green in front of him on that left-hand side. First down, Lions at their own, the Rose Holman 30-yard line. Minute 22 to go in this third quarter of action. Although spotting now at the 31. Magnoli is over on the left-hand side of Tomlin. Tomlin's going to drop straight back. Blitz by Rose Holman, but the line picks it up, throws it into the corner of the end zone. A panky complete! Left corner of the end zone, Touchdown! Again, Tomlin, now the officials are calling a timeout. There's a flag down. We may have a hold on the line of scrimmage. Let's see as they look things over. The way the Lions are reacting, I think it's going to be a hold against the... No, it's is it offside? They looked over at the... It's going to be a chop block against the Lions. So a chop block... Called against Mount St. Joseph, so negate the touchdown. Boy, that was a pretty pass nonetheless from Tomlin out to Panky. So they'll mark off the penalty after the chop block. 
And it'll take it back to the 46-yard line and bring up first down. And about 25 yards to go. The way the Lions have moved the football today, that's nothing. Bagnoli in the backfield. He moves out of the backfield. Now Tomlin's going to throw it up the right side, and it is incomplete, but a flag is going to be thrown. Grayson Roberts got tangled up with one of the DBs, and let's see, there's another flag thrown in the backfield. I don't know if that's holding or if that's going to be roughing the passer against Tomlin. The officials again are going to confer, and now we'll get a description here. Two foul holding against the Lions and then pass interference called against Rose Holman, so the penalties will offset. So it will stay first down and 26. Make it 25. All the way back to the 46-yard line. 57.4 seconds left to go in this third quarter. Lions are on top of it. 47-29. to 29. Tomlin, that's the Bagnoli to the left of him. Trips out to the far side. Tomlin, fakes left, now goes to the right-hand side, complete the glines, picks up a block to the 40, and he's going to struggle to get forward to the 36-yard line. That'll be a gain of about 10 on the play. Panky back into the contest, and leaving is... Devin Bradley. So Panky out wide left, line slot left. Roberts out wide right. Tight end left, Paul Miner. This might be Miner territory. Bagnoli to the right of Tomlin. Ball on the far hash mark. Tomlin audibleizing at the line of scrimmage. Fake handoff. Drops back. He's going to throw it up the left-hand side, and it is intercepted. First one of the year thrown by Tomlin. Back to the 20, 25, 30, and brought down at the 31-yard line. The interception made by Zach Phillips out of Gilbert, Arizona. Phillips caught it at about the 20 and ran it back to the 31-yard line, and with 12 seconds to go, that's Tomlin's first INT of the year. He just... Overthrew his intended receiver. Looked like Glines was open, but he overthrew the ball. Glines went up trying to get it, and it came right down into the hands of Phillips. So first and ten from their own 31. Dion with 12.1 left to go in the third. Hand off to White. White right up the middle. Struggles across the 31 to the 32. He'll be dropped there after a yard gain, and that'll end the third quarter of play. We head to the fourth. Your score. Now Mount St. Joseph 47, Rose Holman 29. You're listening to Lions Football on UltimateSportsTalk.com. This coming Saturday afternoon, the Mount St. Joseph Lions hit the road for two straight weeks in the Heartland Conference for a matchup with the Earlham Quakers. The Lions continue their hunt for the Heartland Conference Championship and a trip to the Division III postseason tournament. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join me with the action from Earlham Saturday, beginning with Lions Rewind at 1.30, then the pregame show at 2, and the kickoff at 2.30. Mount St. Joseph goes to Earlham Saturday at 2 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Across divisions, sports, championships, and schools for nearly half a million student-athletes. College sports create lifelong opportunity, and that starts with education. We've raised the academic bar, so more are earning degrees. 
creating healthier campuses by working with the nation's brightest minds and making sure more have the chance to succeed and are supported on their journey. But beyond the numbers, it's about opportunity, and we're working to provide it for every student-athlete. Well, a Neil Diamond concert is broken out here at Schuler Field. Second down, eight yards to go for Rose Holman. Lions will be going from left to right across your computer screen. Fans are having fun here this afternoon, watching their team up by 18, 47-29. Dion, handoff to White. White is going to struggle forward near the 29-yard line and drop right there after a yard gain. Tavon Robertson, one of the men tackling there along with Sean Sullivan. Julius Fisher has always got his face mask in the middle of something along that line. He was in there too. Third down, seven yards to go for the Holman. Ball just shy of the 35. They need to get outside the 41. Dropping back Dion. Rolls to the left. Looks upfield. Throws a floater up the field and it is caught on a nice catch by Bobs. And Bobs is going to take it all the way in for the score. He tiptoed along the sideline, stayed in bounds, and took it all the way down the field for a 65-yard touchdown reception. And Rose Hallman has cut it now. 2-12. Dobbs with a great reception and run after catch. So the first play of the second or the fourth quarter, and Rose Holman has cut the lead to 12, and this is a ball game again. And in to attempt the extra point is Adam Clark. Boy, and this crowd was really on top of it. And that pit is blocked. Blocked, and it'll be picked up by one of the inside line linemen for the Lions, but he'll be dropped right there. And let's see who is down. Looks like Tyler Hanna sprained his ankle as he went for that block. He may have been the man that got a hand on it. But Tyler Hanna will walk off the field. So, the Lions block the kick. 14-18 to go in the ball game. It's now 47-35, Mount St. Joseph over Rose Holman. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Oh, we got a Tennessee fan in the crowd. Got a two or three year old kid down there with a Tennessee helmet and a Tennessee football in his hands. And Tennessee won this afternoon over UTEP 24 to nothing. So he's a happy volunteer fan. Okay, Speakman back set to return this kickoff leading it by 12 and it'll be taken in by Speakman at the 6 right up the middle to the 10, 15 cuts to the near side to the 20 and now runs into a bunch of tacklers across the 25 and brought down at the 27 yard line nice return by Speakman first and 10 for the Lions in their own territory at the 27 14.09 left to go in the game and what the Lions need is a long drive here, one that would preferably end up with a score. 14.09 left to go. Into the contest, Michaud goes out slot left, Hanky wide left, tight end right is Paul Miner. Glines 
out on the left-hand side, too. Dropping back, Tomlin throws it into the flat, complete the glines, lines to the 30, cuts back to the sideline, takes it across the 30, out to the 34-yard line. Six yards on the reception. Second down, four yards to go for the Lions. Paul Miner comes out of the ballgame, so does Michaud, and back into the ballgame, Grayson Roberts. And Panky comes out wide to the left, slot left is Glines, who's had an excellent day. He's got nine catches. Tomlin looks things over, drops straight back, looks down the middle. Now he's going to cut to the right, now back to the left as the pocket dissolves. He's got a lane, but then he gets caught and dropped right at about the 30-yard line. Tackle made by Alex Gibson. Gibson picked up the tackle. He's out of Sheridan, Indiana. And that brings up third down and seven yards to go. Second sack of the afternoon by Rose Holman. And they drop a man. They're safety right now. John Kirby out of Lebanon. He is playing about 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Third down, seven yards to go. Trips out to the near side for the Lions. Newman is back into the ball game at the running back spot. He's to the left of Tomlin. Tomlin drops straight back, looks to the left, steps up, throws over the middle, complete the glines at the 45-50, into Rose-Hallman territory at the 45 and brought down at the 44-yard line. 25-yard reception for Grayson, or check at A.J. Glines, and it's another first down for the Lions this time into Rose-Hallman territory. Boy, when you got Tomlin on the field, it doesn't matter how far the down and distance is. With Tomlin out there and the receivers that the Lions have, nothing is impossible. Receivers out wide on both sides. First and ten for the Lions at the Engineers' 44-yard line. 12-10 left to go in the ball game. Dropping back, Tomlin throws out to the left and threw it behind Glines incomplete. That's one of the few times you're going to see Glines and Tomlin not on the same page. Into the contest now, Nick Murphy. Murphy checks in, Glines will check out. Glines, I think, not that he would say he does, but needs a breather. He's been on the field a lot today. 13 catches for Glines, 235 yards. What a day. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 44 of Rose Holman. Tomlin snaps his hands and now drops straight back after the snap. Steps up into the pocket, throws a lofty one out to Panky, and it's incomplete. He was double covered, went up to try to grab it, and knocked it away with his right hand, and it's third down, 10 now. Lions playing rotating running backs. Mike Williamson into the ball game now for just the first time today. Michaud leaves the contest also. Roberts and Glines are out on the right-hand side with 11.59 to go in the contest. Tomlin, another one that's had an excellent day with those six touchdown passes and one interception. He is 22 for 35, 515 yards. Dropping back Tomlin. Straight back. Looks down the middle. Pockets the collapses, and he's going to be brought down behind the 50. And brought down at the 47-yard line. Loss of seven on the play. Tackle made by Joshua Fisher. So it's fourth down for the Lions, and Porter will come in and punt. And boy, do we need a boomer here from him. 
Clock continues to run. 11.35 left to go in the contest. Mount St. Joseph with the lead, 47-35. Porter will punt the ball away from about his own 40. Dropping back, and that's going to be a high end-over-end kick. The Porter gets the bounce inside the 20, then takes a Rose Holman bounce back outside the 20, and then it will roll out of bounds at the 19-yard line. That's a 33-yard punt for Jerry Porter. And Rose Holman will take it over first and 10 with 11.07 left to go in the ball game. It's Mount St. Joseph 47, Rose 35. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Well, during the break, White ran the football right up the middle and took it outside the 20 to the 22-yard line. Gain of four on the play for White. Brings up second down, six yards to go. Dion out of the pistol. Handoff to White. Again, he's going to be hit behind the line and dropped right at the 20. Loss of four on the play will bring up third down and ten. Julius Fisher breaking free and taking down the tackle. 10-20 remaining to go in the football game. Lions lead it by 12. And it's a big third down now for the engineers. Dion. Fake handoff, drops straight back, throws over the middle, and it is complete for a first down outside the 40 to the 42, 45, across the 50, and brought down inside Mount St. Joseph territory at the 48-yard line. Adam Sturgeon from West Lafayette, Indiana, picks up the big completion on a 32-yard completion, and it's first down 10 for the engineers at the Mount... 48-yard line, and they hand the ball off to White, and White is going to tippy-toe across the 48 down to the 46-yard line. He was just trying to follow his blockers and get as much as he could, and he got two. Second down, eight yards to go. Sturgeon back into the ball game along with Zimmerman. Coming out wide left will be Sawyer Young. Now Rose is going to huddle up and let a little clock run with 9.25 remaining in this ball game. Second down, call it a long eight yards to go. Wide right is Zimmerman. Coming out to the left-hand side is Sawyer Young. And fake handoff. Dion is going to throw the ball out into the flat. It goes to Dobbs. And Dobbs across the 45, inside the 45, and down at the 43-yard line. Gain of four on the reception. Third down, four yards to go. Dobbs out of Arizona, so this weather isn't going to bother him at all. Sturgeon goes to the right-hand side. Zimmerman also wide right. We've got two receivers out wide to the left, Dobbs and Young. Dropping back, Dion. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it is almost intercepted by Speakman. He broke it up. Boy, he jumped the route, and if he'd have caught that pass, he was gone. Speakman with an excellent defensive play. Fourth down, five yards to go, and the engineers will go for it. 8.40 to go in the ball game, down by 12. 
Jeff Sokol in his eighth year says, run it on fourth down. Let's go for it. Rolling the dice. White to the right. Crowd gets into it. Dropping back Dion. Heavy rush. Throws that screen pass. Out to the right to White. White's going to be stopped at the 40 and dropped shy of the first down. By two yards, the Lions will take it over. Well, when the Lions needed a stop defensively, they came up with the biggest stop of the day. And Mount St. Joseph will take it over in their own territory at the 41-yard line thanks to a turnover on downs by the Lions' defense. 8.31 remaining to go in the ball game. And the Lions leading it by 12 and looking to put the final nail in the coffin here. Now it's up to the Rose defense to hold the Lions offense, something they have only done twice all day long. First and 10. Some confusion along the line for the Lions, but now they seem to get everything set and ready to go. Blake clock down to 10. Tomlin will take the snap. Hand off to Bagnoli around the left-hand side. Takes it outside the 41 to the 42, maybe to the 43-yard line. Bagnoli with the run, and he picks up two yards on the carry. Brings up second down and eight. 8-14 and running left to go in the ballgame. Lions looking at putting this big crowd here this afternoon, sending them home happy. Second down, eight yards to go. Ball at the 43-yard line. Tomlin is going to run as much of the play clock down as he can, and the Lions, they know it. They're just standing around the football right now. 15 on the play clock, and you know that Tomlin, the junior quarterback, he knows how this works, and he's just going to let the clock get down inside 10 before he ever decides to snap it. Now it's down to 5. Tomlin, cool, calm, and collected, now takes the snap with the play clock at 2, throws it out into the flat, complete to Panky. He lost the handle. Check out Paul Miner. He caught the ball, then lost the handle, but the officials will say he never had it in his grasp. So the incompletion... Brings up third down, eight yards to go. Magnoli out of the game and back in is Mike Williamson at running back. Now Miner will leave. And looks like Nick Murphy is out there. No, Cooper Earls, excuse me. Panky out wide left. Glines, Earls, and Roberts out wide right. Williamson, the single setback with Tomlin out of the pistol. Tomlin will take the snap. Drops straight back. Tomlin's going to throw the ball out in the left sideline. Complete for the first down. Out across midfield to the 48-yard line. And that, that blinds or is, and that is Panky. Panky made that catch. And it's a first down for the Lions inside the 50 to the 47-yard line of Rose. And the clock, more importantly, continues to run. 47-35, your score, mount on top of it. And this thing has been a shootout since the first quarter. Tomlin touches his elbow. He's audibleizing at the line of scrimmage, looking out at Glines and Roberts. Williamson behind him. Check out this Bagnoli behind Tomlin now in the backfield. And Bagnoli's going to get the run right up the middle. He's going to struggle down to the 45-yard line. Gain of two. Bagnoli is the hard runner of the running backs. Newman is the fastest one, and Williamson is the flashier one. So you got three running backs here that you could do anything you want with them. Bagnoli's the guy that they like to run between the tackles, though. Second down, eight yards to go, ball at the 45 of Rose. And Bagnoli stays behind Tomlin in the pistol. 
Panky out to the left-hand side. Trips to this near side. Ball on the far hash mark, 6-11 and running. Left to go in the ball game. Play clock down to 7. Now showing blitz is Rose. They jumped offside. Free play. Tomlin's going to be hit behind the line and drop. That's the third sack of the afternoon if it stands, but I think they're going to call offsides against Rose Holman. They just came with their hair on fire towards Chayton Tomlin. And they'll talk to Mount St. Joseph. Obviously, they will accept the penalty. Offsides against Rose. Five-yard penalty brings up second down and three yards to go rather than second and eight. And it takes it to the 40. 5.58 and running. Left to go in the ball game. What a game this has been. Mount St. Joseph with a huge first quarter lead and it's been back and forth for both teams ever since. Second down from the 40-yard line of Rose. Two yards to go. Tomlin again. Play clock down to three. Takes it down as far as he can. Hand off to Bagnoli off the left side. He's going to struggle forward and be stopped right at the line of scrimmage. Excellent tackle by Zach Phillips. Coming up from his free safety position to get it. And it brings up third and two. Clock continues to run. 5.15 remaining. Bagnoli out. Williamson in. Murphy comes back in. Paul Miner will leave the game. Spread formation again for the Lions. They've got Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Third down, two yards to go. Looking things over, seven on the play clock. Tomlin throws it over the middle. Lines complete at the 33, and a first down after a gain of seven. Just a quick little slant in, and Glines went down to his knees to catch it on the slide. First down for the Lions, and the clock continues to run. 4.45 left in the game. Miner in, Murphy out. Panky wide left, along with Glines. Roberts comes out to the near side. Bagnoli back into the ball game on first and ten from the 33 of Rose Holman. And again, Tomlin taking all the time that's allowed on that play clock, down to five. Looks things over, and now he takes the snap, hand off to Bagnoli right up the middle. He's going to take it to the 32, maybe the 31-yard line, stopped after a yard gain. And now... Jeff Sokol is going to use a timeout for Rose Holman. 4.09 left to go in the ballgame. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 47, Rose Holman 35. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures, and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Everyone loves pizza. But when people who love to serve their family recipes come together with people who really love to enjoy them, that's when the magic happens. That's the recipe for happy. Now, who's hungry? 
La Rosa's Family Pizzeria. The recipe for happy. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. Magnoli gets the handoff after that timeout. He takes it inside the 30, down to the 26-yard line on third down and nine. Or check that second down and nine. Brings up third down and call it two yards to go for a Lion first down. And now Jeff Sokol is going to use another timeout. He's trying to keep as much time as he can on the clock and still hold the Lions from scoring. You would think right now the Lions would need to get probably inside about the 20 to get into Jerry Porter's field goal range, although he has not tried one yet this year. He's been kicking the ball very well today, the exception of the two block kicks on extra points. But if need be, you'd think he'd be available for around a 35, maybe a 40-yard field goal here today. No wind whatsoever right now here at Schuler Field. 4.02 left to go. Jeff Sokol is going to have one timeout left for the engineers. Both teams come back out onto the field. Panky comes out wide to the left. Now Glines is going to set up wide left. He's got 14 catches today. Wide right is Grayson Roberts. Two men in the backfield. Earls and Bagnoli. Check out, that's Newman, not Bagnoli. Tomlin, with the play clock down to five, he's going to take the snap from center, takes it, handoff to Williamson. Williamson is the man back there. He takes it off right tackle. He's going to be stacked up at the 26 and down right there. And Jeff Sokol will take his final timeout, and it will be fourth down and four yards to go for a Lion first down, and now the Lions have a decision to make, and they've got their offensive staff all huddled around Tyler Hopperton, and let's see what they decide to do. Tyler Hopperton walks away from the huddle, and he's going to bring his offensive line to them. Jerry Porter appears to be warming up. They may send him out to try a field goal. Ball at the 26-yard line. They do it. It would be about a 43-yard attempt, and I think they're going to let Porter try it. Right now, the Lions lead at 47-35. to Let's see what they decide, Porter. Nope, he's going to stay on the sideline. Lions are going to go for it on offense. Fourth down, three yards to go. They need to get to the 23-yard line. Ball resting right now at the 26. Bagnoli is out in the backfield. Along with Earls. They are the two setbacks with Tomlin in the pistol formation. Receivers out wide on both sides. Tomlin on fourth and three. Drops back. Looks over the middle. He's going to throw it deep into the end zone. He's got Glines. Touchdown! Glines broke free behind the secondary. Took it all the way in for the score. And that'll do it. The coup de grace. 53-35 Lions. Oh, what a throw. We've said it all game long. Glines and Tomlin are on the same page all day long. Glines, 14 catches today. 200. Now let's check this north. Make sure I've got the up-to-date stats. 
Porter will put it up and in. When we come back, we'll give you those stats. 3.49 to go in the ballgame. What's most important is Mount St. Joseph leads it 54-35. to Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game, starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Need dinner quick for you and the kids? Hit Facebook right now and order from FNN Good Chicken Tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road. Feed the kids, the family, order a combo for yourself, eat garden style, or feed the peeps. Let the guys at FNN Good Chicken Tenders cater your next get-together and everyone will thank you. Hand-breaded chicken tenders, homemade sauces, and coleslaw to die for. It's all at FNN Good Chicken Tenders, located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order now at 451-3000. FNN Good Chicken Tenders, real chicken, real fast, real good. Oh, it's been a fun afternoon here at Schuler Field. Porter will kick it off and White will fair catch it inside the five, so... Rose Holman will have it first and 10 at their own 25-yard line. Get these stats for A.J. Glines. 14 catches this afternoon, 268 yards, and four touchdowns. Also, Grayson Roberts, six catches, 209 yards, and three touchdowns for Grayson Roberts. Chayton Tomlin, 26 of 39, 558 yards in passing, seven touchdowns, and one Interception. What totals for the Lions today? White, Dion, fake handoff. He's going to keep it up the middle. Across the 25, out to the 31-yard line. Six-yard gain for Dion. Clock continues to run, and that's all the Lions care about right now. Second down, four yards to go. Dion in an empty backfield out of the shotgun. Trips out wide to the left-hand side. Drops straight back. Couple steps. Now throws it over the middle. Knocked down on the offensive line. Getting the big paws up, Zach Taylor, and batting that pass down incomplete. Third and four. When the Lions have needed it, this defense has come and did the job. If they ever put it together, look out. 324 left to go in the ballgame. Dion drops straight back. Decent rush. That pass knocked away, blocked away, and almost intercepted by Julius Fisher. He could have fair caught that ball and still caught it, but he, he could see TD in his eyes, and he tried to catch it on the run and just fell out of his hands incomplete. It's fourth down and four, and Rose Holman will punt the ball away. They might be running up the white flag here with 3.17 to go in the contest. What a game this one has been. Very entertaining on both sides. Coming in to punt the football away is Noel. Bad snap from center. Noel kicks it away. Kicked it forward. And then Rose Holman will jump on it at the 31-yard line. It doesn't matter. It'll still be a first down for the Lions. They're going to take it over in Rose territory at the 31-yard line with 3.08 to go in the ballgame. What a contest this one has been. At the end of the first quarter, the Lions were on top. And it has been back and forth ever since. 
after that. The Lions were on top 21 to nothing. And then at halftime, it was 34 to 23. But ever since then, it has been back and forth. First and 10 for the Lions. Bagnoli in the backfield with Tomlin. They're just going to try to run out the clock. Bagnoli will take it across the 30 and be stopped right there after a yard gain. Clock at three minutes and running. Next week, it is Earlham over in Indiana. Two-game road trip for the Lions as they play this week, coming week, against Earlham. And then the following week, they'll be on the road again. Panky goes out wide to the left. Wide right is Earls now. Tight end right will be Paul Miner. Nick Murphy is slot left as the Lions. They just basically want to run as much time off the clock, and that is their intention right now. Play clock down to eight. Tomlin likes to get it down inside five, and the play clock gets down there. Hand off to Bagnoli again around the right-hand side. Same play inside the 30 to the 27-yard line. Gain of three. And it will bring up third down. And call it a long six yards to go for the Lions as the play game clock will hit two minutes and running. Bagnoli will leave the ball game now and Mike Williamson in on third down and a long six. Panky wide left, Murphy slot left. Earls is wide right, minor tight end right. Robertson, Glines are out of the ball game on a well-deserved seat on the bench. 141 left to go. Clock continues to run as the play clock gets down under five. Now Tomlin will take the snap. Hand off to Williamson. Williamson around the left-hand side. He's got a crease, and he's going to be brought down at the 26-yard line. Gain of a yard. And it will be fourth down. Call it five yards to go for a Lion first down. And the Lions will keep the offense out on the field and bring in a new running back. That's going to be Trevor Tomei. Tommy, Jr. from Medina, Ohio. Medina Buckeye. Up just south of Cleveland. So Tomei is coming in. I don't know if you pronounce it Tomei or Tommy. It's pronounced. It's spelled same as Jim Tommy. So I'm going to just call him Tommy. 51 seconds to go in the ballgame. Fourth down, five yards to go. Lions drop back. They're going to throw for it. Now Tomlin is going to be hit and sacked for the fourth time today back to the 35-yard line. And Rose will get the football to end this ball game. Mike Riley got in there and took down Tomlin for the sack. 41.9 seconds to go in the contest. Lions here at home, boy, they have been an offensive juggernaut. 59 points in the first game, 54 points in this game. Dion comes out to lead. Now check that. Now it's a new quarterback. It's going to be Eric Morris, the junior, out of Clifton Park, New York. Morris, hand off the hatch. Hatch is going to take it across the 35 to the 36-yard line. That may be the end of the ball game. We'll see. They did spot the ball pretty quickly, so... They will try to run another play. Morris gets up to the line of scrimmage. And now I think Rose is just going to call off the dogs as they start shaking hands across the front line. Mount St. Joseph is going to go to 2-1 and one. overall. 1-0 and oh in the Heartland Conference. Rose Holman is going to drop to 0-3 oh on the season. Your final score here this afternoon from Schuler Field. 
Mount St. Joseph, 54. And Rose Holman, 35. We'll be back to wrap it up after this.